93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, October 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police have arrested a man they say tried to grab an 11-year-old while she was walking with her mother on Monday. The suspect may also be tied to some other cases. It happened in the 1400 block of Cotman Avenue at about 6.30. According to police, the 42-year-old suspect and his teenage son were walking past the girl and her mother uh, near the Jardell Recreation Center when he attempted to to grab the girl. So the four people there crossed past. The 42-year-old male reached back and attempted to grab the 11-year-old female. Uh, he didn't know who she was, Philadelphia uh, Chief Inspector Scott Small says. Moments after the incident, the mother told the girl to run inside the rec center where she goes for dance classes. Police were called and given a description of the man who were th- they were able to locate walking in the 7500 block of Whitaker Avenue. Small said that the man appeared to be acting irrational and bizarre. Police say the incident was captured by a surveillance camera outside the rec center. The incident comes on the heels of a rash of attempted lurings in the city and suburbs. Police say they take this very seriously. They are also checking uh, to see if this is connected in any way to the attempted lurings or attempted kidnapping cases. The suspect is well well known to police and was wanted on an outstanding warrant unrelated to this incident. It's a nightmare. The mother of several victims killed in that SUV that crashed into the Delaware Canal on Sunday said that the family was on their way to a football game at the time. The vehicle went into the Chesapeake near the Delaware Canal Sunday morning. Three of the victims were brothers, while the fourth was a cousin. Those killed included the driver of the SUV, 18-year-old Willis Lindsay, his brother, 16-year-old Kyrie Lindsay, uh, 12-year-old cousin Eric Lindsay, and 6-year-old Ethan Lindsay, uh, who was also the brother of the driver, is presumed to have died. A recovery effort for his body continues. Randy Lindsay, the mother of those three boys, uh, said that her 18-year-old son Willis was driving the SUV behind her car uh, on their way to the 10-year-old's football game. She says that they followed GPS directions and had to make some loops and turns. She then realized that her son wasn't behind her anymore, uh, so she turned around. She said she saw nothing but a cloud of dust and his girlfriend sitting on the rocks. Willis Lindsay was able to get his girlfriend to shore. Then he went back for his siblings and cousin. Brandy says that her son Willis wouldn't have wanted to live in this world without his brothers, so she knows why, the, she, why he went back for them. Uh, she says her son Kyrie who was 16 was a great kid and wanted to be a lawyer. Ethan uh, was the youngest. She says that he loved YouTube, pizza, cake and marshmallows. Their cousin Eric Lindsay uh, who was also in the car loved numbers and was really good with math. Search crews were focused on the waters of the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal in St. George's. The goal is to recover the body of Ethan Lindsay. When I first caught this story yesterday I thought maybe you know it was a teenager out driving That's too what fast. I and, yeah. and, I, and then yesterday they came with this that, uh, news that he was just following the parents behind. Yeah. I mean, that's just awful. Oh my god! And the whole uh, these all the these kids, the family. It's just uh, how do you go on? I, I think know. it was also in. It was just the anniversary of that horrible. Remember that limo crash in upstate New York? Oh god! With, with the older people on the well, they yeah. were on the wedding on the way to the yes. wedding, and that was awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the family is hopeful the uh, search crews can recover Ethan so that they can move forward with planning funeral services. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. A former university professor of in Philadelphia spent federal grant money on strip clubs and other personal expenses, prosecutors said Monday. Chico Wangpa misappropriated grant money from the Navy, the Department of Energy, and National Science Foundation over a period of 10 years, the U.S. Attorney's Office said. Drexel University discovered the alleged fraud in 2017 during 
during an internal audit and alerted the government. Most of the money was spent on strip clubs and sports bars in the Philadelphia area. Fortunately, on our line of work, that would be considered research. It would. It would have total legitimate excuse for going to the strip clubs. Mm -hmm. Drexel has agreed to In fact, we're sent to strip clubs as part of our job. (laughs) Drexel has agreed to pay $189,000 to resolve its potential civil liability in the case. The university Mm. said in a statement that it takes allegations of unethical and unlawful business contact very seriously, adding that it has improved its auditing controls. We've actually been encouraged to go (laughs) to strip clubs when we don't want to. Yes, we have actually, not threatened, but uh, strongly suggested we should probably go to a strip club. That's right. Uh, we had to say, like, enough with the strip clubs. We don't We've really want to go anymore. <laughs> uh, they which, said, really, go to the strip club. Yeah. Which, by the way, this was $190,000 over 10 years, I think it was. Yeah. $19,000 a year. They wouldn't allow him that. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I mean, they, they, like a per diem? You know. Wonkva, who worked French at- benefits. <laughs> we don't get French benefits. We don't get French benefits. <laughs> who worked at Drexel for 27 years. Until, that was for Chuck, by the way. Until his 2017 resignation is now listed online as a self-employed engineering consultant. In sports this morning. <laughs> In Monday Night Football, 49ers beat the Cleveland Browns 31-3 to last night in San Francisco. Matt Breida ran 83 yards for a touchdown on the 49ers' first play from scrimmage. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield had his worst game as a pro, and the 49ers stayed unbeaten for their best start in nearly 30 years. In the baseball playoffs, there were uh, games in all four divisional series. In the first game, Kevin uh, Kiermaier hit a go-ahead three-run home run as the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Houston Astros 10-3 to avoid elimination and cut their deficit two games to one. In the second game, the Cardinals came back to beat the Atlanta Braves, winning 5-4 in 10 innings in St. Louis. That series is now tied at two. The Nationals beat the L.A. Dodgers 6-1 in Washington, and that series is also tied at two. And in the late game, the New York Yankees beat the Twins 5-1 to finish off their three-game sweep in Minnesota. The Yankees will advance to the American League Championship Series to play either the Astros or the Rays. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. I want to start off this morning by giving away some tickets for the next stop on the Cream of the Scream. Now, it's on Thursday, this Thursday. Don't call if you can't go. Okay, keep in mind it is for this Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m., the Cream of the Scream stop will be at the Bates Motel. Oh, yeah. And Haunted Hayride voted the number one hayride in the entire nation. I will take six callers right now, as in 666. Six, six. The side of the... Mm-hmm. Two one five the beast. Two one five two six three WMMR six. Yeah, exactly. Six. Uh, it's gonna be sick. Uh, we have, by the way, they have new additions for the two thousand nine for the year two thousand nineteen, including zombie laser tag, Ho-ho. escape rooms, and axe throwing as well. So you just keep adding, yeah, more and more yeah. and more. So this is this Thursday from six to eight. Six. Uh, cream of the scream. Stop at Bates Motel. Randy and crew there. I on- am Satan. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Let's put you on our list. So we're going to give away several of those today. Excellent. Uh, I also have, we have a movie screening tonight, Gemini Man. i got to get rid of all of those passes, so we'll have ample opportunity for you to get on board for that. We also have a Tattoosday of free Preston and Steve Tattoo. It's a $350 gift certificate. Sick. For World Sick. Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Uh, text word tattoo to 39333. We'll see if you win that a little bit later on this morning. So, on top of that, we have Money Shark. 
We have a chance to win $1,000. So we should do, you know, there's Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah, yeah, Talk Like a Cowper Day. Talk Like Cowper Day. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have just m- have to wear smocks and slickers and stuff to accommodate the spit. That's true. So uh, Money Shard today, 8 o'clock is your first chance. Don't forget this is our last week of that. So $1,000 five times a day. Get set for that. Now, few things as far as guests go on the program. In the 8 o'clock hour, and I know it's been a thing for a while now, but we've never actually tried it. So we're going to do it here in the studio. Yes, goat yoga will be taking place <laughs> Well, live on the President and Steve show. We got burned by our first time with goats. We had the fainting goats. Yeah. Oh, Goddamn yeah. things would never faint. They didn't faint. They didn't faint and, at all. And didn't I'll even get woozy. I'll bet you these goats won't even get on top of us, but oh, we'll find out. Re- oh, I hope so. We'll I- see. But it, So that's the deal. What I didn't know about goat yoga is they climb on top of you while you're posing. That's yeah. the deal, yeah. I just thought it's they kind of hung out. <laughs> like they walked around? Yeah. No, they were supposedly... just, it was comforting to have those animals around, but apparently they climb on top of you. And, and does that help you? So you, have you ever done goat yoga? No. I've never done goat yoga. Okay, so what's it supposed to do for I, you? Maybe is it, is it you're keeping your core stable? Is it like balancing something on your back? Because they have, are, like, they're incredible balance. Don't they have like cloven hooves? Yes. And, uh, they're standing, they're probably and weigh a good 50 pounds. And... That's what I was wondering. Let's uh, find out. But these ones that they're bringing in are babies, so I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Right. Uh, baby you guys there remember you in the month of stunts when I went to um, yeah. uh, Lynn Villa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had them all eating all of it. Was, uh, it was yo- yoga. It was goats and, and emus? And emus. Oh, okay. the emus yeah, we were put, really... We put food all over you, and we had, they, we had them eat <laughs> off of your almost naked body. And we actually stuck a carrot right in between your uh, your legs, and the, the emu went at that. Yes, kind that's of interesting. what it was. So goat yoga goat yeah. uh, for a little while. We'll try. Sure, it out here we'll give it a shot. Uh, and it makes only perfect sense that we're going to have goat yoga. So we're also going to have Neil deGrasse Tyson, the famed <laughs> astrophysicist, on the program this morning. Isn't Shapey might very well be a proponent of goat yoga. We you don't never, know. You never know. Listen, I was like, if we're going to do this for half an hour with with him, uh, I'm going to bring goats in too. Um, and Neil deGrasse Tyson's going to be on around nine o'clock. I can't wait to talk to him. He's got a great book out. I've been thumbing through it, and it's letters from an astrophysicist, and it's quite literally. People have sent him letters, and it's his responses. It's to an them. easy read. It's a it's, super, you can jump in anywhere. It's a super super yeah. easy read. Everything is is very short. If you don't have a lot of time, you don't want to dive into a lot of analytical stuff or yeah. a full novel. It's great, and and he's his answers are so they're so smart. We so smart. We so smart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, there's a lot of heartfelt stuff there. Yeah. Particularly, there's a really sweet sort of uh, letter to his his dad who passed away. Eulogy okay. sort of letter, and the, uh, but but yeah, it's just it's a comprehensive thing. It's I hate to say it because sometimes people think it's a dismissive thing, but it's a great bathroom book. Uh, no, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. It's exactly that. So. Anyhow, we will talk to Neil deGrasse Tyson this morning, and we have our friends from Deets and Watson stopping by today, so we'll tell you all about Anna's Corner Store uh, in uh, East Norton, uh, and we'll get some goodies from them. Check out realphillydeli.com. So these things and more are taking place. I'm sure I'm forgetting a thing or two, but we'll get to it all in due time through the course of today's radio program. Let's go ahead and take a break. Come back in a second. Oh, and I'm sorry. Welcome back, the one and only Mr. Ray Koo. Yeah! Who was on air overnight tonight? It was so great to walk in this morning and see Ray in the studio. We chatted with him for a little bit. Ray's back, the man back home at MMR. It's yeah. really cool to see Ray again. So we're going to take a break and be back in a second with some entertainment stuff. Stay with us. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's five hundred or five thousand dollars, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of Eighth and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the stupid question this morning. You can win yourself a pair of tickets to see Rent, as that show is going to be Friday, October 18th at 8 p.m. at the Miriam Theater. Question that I have for you this morning, one I've never heard before. What is a single spaghetti noodle called? A single spaghetti noodle? What is it called? Yeah, there is a singular version of a spaghetti noodle. And a word for that, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Give us a call right now. I have a bunch of birthdays today. On Thursday, October 18th, that, or, sorry, Thursday, October 8th, that I will mention while we're waiting for your call. Uh, one of whom we just had on the show recently. It's Chevy Chase's birthday today. Uh, Chevy Chase is 76. Now, I, I don't know if you guys know this. you have any idea what his birth name was? It's very unique. I used to know it, and I forgot. What his, is it? His birth name is Cornelius Crane. Cornelius Crane. Yes. Oh. And so I did he take Chevy Chase from the Baltimore? location? Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. so, yeah. Um, but... I remember in college when we found out our friend's name was Cornelius. We were like, Yo, Corny! Oh, my. It was like the funniest name we yeah. thought when we found out. I mean, his nickname was Bud. Well, okay. when I hear Cornelius, I think Planet of the Apes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think yeah. it was Cornelius the blonde one. No. 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 Roddy McDowell was Cornelius. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Doctor Zayas was, was the blonde. Right. One. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, Yukon Cornelius is what I. Yukon Cornelius. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually have an uncle Cornelius. Uh, I never met him. He was like way, way older. So there is a Cornelius. They called him Uncle Corn. He was a prospector, right? <laughs> uncle Corn. <laughs> uncle Corn. It is a funny name. You don't I hear agree. a lot. Uh, Chevy Chase, Cornelius Crane, is uh, 76 years old Got the old nickname today. Chevy uh, from his grandmother, and that was derived from the medieval English ballad, The Ballad of Chevy Chase, so not from the town. There no you go. Kidding. All right. Okay. Huh? It, was, it was a good interview. It was a lot of fun. It really All right. was. Get the clip ready. Yeah. It's Matt Damon's birthday oh, today. Hey, hey, hey. Matt Damon. Uh, Matt's Matt Damon. 49. Uh, today, by Matt the way. Matt Damon. Wow. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. 49 times? Oh, 49 times. No, do not. Do not. Don't, 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 Matt He's, like I said, celebrating his 49th birthday today. I remember when he was the kid. He was the new kid. The new young buck coming up in the world of acting. Good Little Hunting was on the other day. He looks like he's 11 years old. It's a brilliant movie. Yeah. I still love it. 49. Paul Hogan, yeah, Crocodile Dundee, yeah, is 80 years old today. I recently, while in a YouTube hole, came across an an interview with him, and it was just from a couple of years ago. What's up? What's what's he doing? Nothing. He's just living life and being happy. And I tell you what, man, from this, he's just he's a sweet guy. Yeah, uh, he just like a regular guy. Very very humble. He started off doing TV commercials and fell into somehow or another did some comedy, and people loved him and. He's really thankful for his life, and he gets kind of a joke what uh, Crocodile Dundee was, but he just, I just really thought it was an endearing interview with this guy. He actually came from, he was like a contractor. Yeah, yeah. he was just a, yeah, yeah the, in fact, it was, he got like a commercial job through, I don't know, joking around on the set or something yeah, like that. He liked or, him. Yeah, so uh, he's 80 years old today. It's Reverend Jesse Jackson's birthday today, uh, celebrating his 78th birthday. Uh, you don't see him that often, but no. uh, he, there was a time where he was He's all over the place in the middle of everything. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, love her, has her seventieth birthday today. She was most recently. Um, there was a couple of news stories about that high school that put on a stage production of Alien. That's right, and she actually went and visited them at the school and gave them kudos. And I love it. 
again, listen, is there any bigger badass than Ripley? You she's, know, she's a badass. So awesome. And the original role of Ripley in the original Alien was written for a man, and they didn't change one word of dialogue. Nice. And she just. She took the role. Steve, yeah. uh, we were talking about sci-fi movies and space movies with my son last night, and uh, I brought up Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think he's ready for it, because there's some scary moments in there that movie. There's actually some scary moments. But, but it's, it's such a badass movie. It's and, so and cool. It's so well done, and, and like he likes that genre of stuff, so I, I think he's uh, ready to watch that That one. movie terrified me. It scared the crap yeah, out of me, Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought we were going to see like a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> uncle took me. He had a date. I'll never forget it. And I, I heard Alien, you know, space. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm on board. And I was probably... I don't know, like fifth grade or something okay. like that. And yeah. it just scarred me. It was horrible. It's one of the rare cases where the sequel is a bit better than the original. And the original's a masterpiece. Yeah, I didn't space. What's scary? What's scary? Hey, saying a Wookiee? Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, exactly. All right, so anyhow, uh, Sigourney is 70 today. Uh, author R.L. Stein, the Goosebumps author. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Uh, he is 76 years old today. Man, those I enjoy those movies, I have to say. it was. I only They're saw fun. the first one, and I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun, and Jack Black was great, and uh, they, they really, it was very tongue-in-cheek, and it was a good time, I thought. I think it's sort of, so there's a, a movie I watch every Halloween called Trick or Treat. It has, you know, it, it's become sort of a cult movie to watch. For it, it's a collection of stories that all sort of tie together, and it's in the Gersperms tradition. Gersperms, seventy six today. R. L. Stein, Nick Cannon, the actor. Man, is, he is on fire. Is thirty nine? Is he? Do you know he is one of the producers, one of the people responsible for bringing the mass Singer to America? No, he owns a part of that show, oh, and it is the number one show on television oh right my now. God, yeah. So, so his turban is going to skip up in quality. He's doing great. He's uh, well, good for him. Is he still hanging on to the turban thing? He's still or? rocking the turban. Wow. Okay. Well, which is stupid. Yep. Uh, Daryl Hammond is sixty-four years old today. One of the longer-running cast members of Saturday Night Live, like a Swiss Army knife. He's like in the Phil Hartman vein of mm-hmm. capability. And then uh, it was a couple of years ago he came out with this book. He had a Sybil level abusive mother. Do you remember this? No, I don't. Like a like a really horrible uh, childhood, no. s- and scarred. But he worked his way through it. But yeah, Good it's an him. amazing thing. And now oh. he does uh, the announcements, right? For us, yeah, yeah, he does. He's yep. the voice. He's guy. the Don Pardo. I didn't know. Yeah, that. When, after Don Pardo passed, and it's sort of an homage to Don Pardo, uh, but it, it, in his own voice, in Daryl Hyman's okay. own voice. Sixty four today, uh, actress Bella Thorne. Uh, who got started with uh, Shake It Up on Nickelodeon, I believe that was on. Yeah, and just won a Pornhub Award for directing. Did she won a Pornhub for directing? She directed really? a, por- a porn movie, and Pornhub gave her an award. Hardcore porn? Yeah. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, she has uh, been very open about her sexual fluidity. And, oh, uh, yes. She's a, uh, yeah, she's an open book. Massive she's pot proponent. 22 years old today. And then the last birthday, I saw a very talented gentleman by the name of Bruno Mars. Uh, celebrates his uh, 34th birthday today. Okay, so it's interesting that you're playing this song. I found over the uh, over the weekend while roller skating, this is clearly my biggest jam. Oh, really? In my in my in my great book of jam songs to skate really? to, I can I can get pretty badass to this song. Yeah. Okay, I went. I've for seen it. you on the dance floor with this song. You should see me on roller skates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Yes. Well, you have roller skates here, don't you? Do you have them? I, I t- no, I took them, I took them home. Because there's a lot of open floor space. I, was, I think I'd like to see that performance. I, I think I'd like to show you that performance. Could sometime. you do it with goats by any chance? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding 100%. me? 100%. This was one of the most fun shows I saw. He interacts with the crowd a lot. And, when, you know, such a huge crowd in a stadium like yeah. that kind of hard to do, and he pulls it off. Uh, also, one of the loudest shows I ever oh, saw. Oh, that, that's good. You would have, you would It'd have had terrible. to, you would have right. had to have left. I believe that's, it. He did uh, at least the the uh, show that I saw. He did some pyrotechnics and like blasts wow. in the middle of the songs that you didn't know was coming. Like it was loud. I tell you where he won me over was at the Grammys one year. He came out in this gold suit. And did these James Brown moves, nah. and it was just straight up soul R and B. It was badass. Yeah. And then at the Super Bowl performance, the, the drums. Uh, he came out playing, did a drum solo. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm on board, <laughs> and man. The song we, ju- we were just playing where he's on with. Uh, um... It's Uptown Funk is the song, but uh, no, no, the, 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 he, oh, the one that we're doing yeah, right now with Ed Sheeran and Chris Stapleton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, it Blow? is a good song. Blow, Blow, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, after his shows, like he, uh, all of his stuff, you know, that's choreographed with the dancers and stuff. Apparently, after his shows, um, they go backstage, they sit, and they go over the show immediately and they like, work on it. Yeah. Very James Brown like. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, they want to get it perfect. So I appreciate that as an artist. So Bruno Mars is thirty-four years old today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. What is a single spaghetti noodle called? There's a name for it. 215-263-WMMR, and I'm going to go to Dave and see if he knows. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, pippity-boppity-boop. boop. Dave, what is a single spaghetti noodle called? A spaghetto. 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 You got it. Very similar to spaghetti-o. I thought that's where the poor spaghetti lives. Uh, no, no, not in the spaghetto. In no, the spaghetto. that's in, incorrect. <laughs> One baby child is born in, in the, the spaghetto. spaghetto. <laughs> uh, spaghetto is the correct answer. And we're going to give uh, Dave a pair of tickets to see Rent Friday, October 18th, 8 p.m. at the Miriam Theater. And tickets I love that song. And information <laughs> are available at KimmelCenter.org. It was Elvis, right? Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. It was bone in the ghetto. All right, so <laughs> we're going to start with Dancing with the Stars. We're covering it this season yes. because our friend Kate Flannery is performing. You've heard us tell uh, tell you this before. Well, she made it past this, this particular elimin- elimination round, but Lamar Odom didn't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, he was, was sent packing. Yep. He, he was very stiff. Well, he also missed the phone call with us, if you recall. Yeah. That's and probably why. Yeah, exactly, because Kate Flannery never misses no. a call with no, us. She's awesome. This is the second celebrity eliminated from the new season. She got a little criticism last night, though. Did she really? It yeah. was a, it was a, a, a tang- It was a little bit more passion, right? Yeah, like it was a tango. little tango, and she didn't quite flow the way uh, a okay. tango should, so they gave her, uh, they, you know, it wasn't the greatest scores. She is standing right now second to last with a 26. Uh, Sean and Lindsay are the only ones that have fewer points at 21. Uh, but I I, st- I think there's definitely hope. Oh, there absolutely is. There have been people in this position through fan support who have hung on. So just because the actual judge scores are low. That doesn't right. mean... Now, Le- Le- uh, Leah Remini was a guest judge last night. Oh, she was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how'd she do? She's good. She's yeah, so yeah. cute. I, I love like her. her. All right, so this is not like a cumulative... Oh, my gosh. Cumulative? Thank you. I can't have a hard time saying that word. That's an accumulative score, right? It's just a score for last night. Just a score for last night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, sorry. So that was... Now we just... 
Those were the scores for last night, I believe, what right? What was the score? Tell 20, me. 26? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yes. so we scrapped that. So next week is a new week. So it doesn't yeah. matter that yeah. she was at the bottom, right? Yes, usually, I think. But last night was a combo from the week before. Mm. Last yes, night's vote, uh, because I think they kept everybody from the week. Last week, nobody got eliminated. This is the first because, time I've because, watched this crap. Because they lost, because the uh, the athlete, I'm yeah. a brain fart, he had to leave because uh, Ray of, Lewis, uh, yeah. Ray Lewis, Lewis had quit. to leave because of, a, mm-hmm. of an injury. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. So after the stars and their partners performed, it was revealed that Odom and Queer Eyes, uh, Karamo Brown, were in danger of being eliminated. And this week's loser turned out to be Odom, who earned just 20 out of 40 with his partner, Peter Mur- Murgatroyd, for their Viennese waltz. Oh. Uh, but Kate's still hanging in there. We're happy about that. All right, so the stars came out to toast Dakota Johnson on her 30th birthday. Oh, I would come out to toast her on her 30th birthday. I love her. Yeah, the Fifty Shades of Grey alum celebrated in Malibu alongside her partner, Chris Martin. Oh, they're they're, They're still together. And, of course, uh, Martin's ex, Gwenny Paltrow. The Goop Queen. Who posted about Johnson on Instagram and made sure that everyone knew how awesome and progressive their relationship is. We know. We get it. Other celebs uh, included uh, Miley Cyrus, Kate Hudson, Johnson's mother, Melanie Griffith, Robert Downey Jr., and Sean Penn, to name a few. Oh, I love that, that uh, Robert Downey Jr. hangs out with uh, Pepper Potts. Yeah, there's a nice group that were there. Dakota, this is according to a source, Dakota arrived with Chris Martin and his son Moses. We're here! Uh, She seemed very close with Moses and was laughing and holding on to him. Yeah. Uh, The party was held at a vacant parking lot in Malibu. Do you think Moses has watched any of the Fifty Shades movies? Uh, he's probably seen them all. Oh, my uh, God. It was a huge party with white balloon arches going across the sky, the insider said. It sound, kind of sounds like the Bitch Box Party. They, you know what? You're right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had a big stage for performers and an Airstream set up with a bar. Huh. They had a, the Van Leeuwen ice cream truck as well. The decor was very boho. It was very boho. With feathered pampas grass arrangements surrounding the stage. Uh, There were music performances, silent dancing where everyone wore headphones to the dance floor, and a replica of her dog Zeppelin in the form of a birthday cake. How much trendier can you be? I know. Come on. That's a pretty cool name for a dog, though, Zeppelin. Zeppelin? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I like that. Uh, In her post, Paltrow... Gwyneth wrote, happy 30th birthday to this absolute gem. Uh, and in a recent interview with uh, News Corp Australia, Paltrow said of her split with Martin, we remain a family even though we're not a couple. My ex and I are really close. They do travel together. They yep. do go on vacations together. Yeah. So um, I don't know uh, if it works for them. It, 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 it works for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're, they're you know, it's healthy for the kids. Too, it so is. Absolutely. Good. Uh, despite widespread assumptions, Hillary Burton and Jeffrey Dean Morgan weren't officially married until Saturday, October 5th. And Burton shared the happy news on Instagram. So they've been together for like 10 for years. years. Yeah. yeah. So she wrote, this past weekend was the best of my entire life. There are dozens of thank yous I need to make. So bear with me over the next week as I gush over the amazing group of people who gave us this beautiful moment. Gush away. But before we do, uh, before we do any of that, Jeff and I just want to uh, put it out there that we got married for reals. I, I added the S on. Yeah, uh, we've lived as husband and wife for a decade. We built a family and a farm and found our community. You're asking me if I take this woman to be my lovely wife? What? Doing my. Uh, you got to see Steve as he does that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you just you look like you have no skeleton. Yeah, I know. Yeah, when so you're doing you that, gotta, to do Negan properly, you have to look like you have no motor skills. Uh, the One Tree Hill alum and her Walking Dead bow were first introduced in 2009 by Morgan's Supernatural co-star Jensen Ackles. Oh, really? Uh, who married Burton's castmate and friend, Daniil Harris. So he played their dad on the series Supernatural. Okay, all right. Uh, despite the confusion over their marital status, Burton said the perception felt true to them. Uh, she said, we uh, we knew our truth, so it felt silly to try and correct anything. Here's the God's honest fact. From the moment I met Jeffrey, he was my husband. Rather than make vows right out, out of the gate, we lived them uh, for over ten years. The good times and the bad. Standing up there with our children at our side, celebrating all that has been, was bliss. I love you, Jeffrey. I love our intimate group of friends and family who joined us. I love the various circles of loved ones who have supported us over the years. Well, it's clear they've they've got something good going on. Yeah. I like him a lot. She concluded by saying it was private and magical and everything I dreamed. So, yeah, I'm Mrs. Morgan. How good is he in The Watchmen? Oh, my God. As the, the comedian? Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's awesome in it. It was one of the most... Despicable, messed up characters I've oh. ever seen on screen. Uh, the 53-year-old Morgan piped up and said, I'd say words, but there aren't many. Mrs. Morgan, I love you. There's Thank- no words on it. Thank you. For- <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it live. Yeah. Screw it. Uh, so he said, uh, Mrs. Morgan, I love you. I can't you. read it. There's no, there's no words on it. <laughs> Thank you for making me the luckiest man in the world. We'll do it live. <laughs> it. I love you, too. <laughs> That's him deciding, That's to get, about, yeah. deciding to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, said, do it live! F*** it! All right. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, they have a uh, a son, Gus, who is nine years old, and a daughter, George, uh, who is 19 months, by the way. So they announced a third. Yeah, I was just about to bring that. Yeah, or yeah. wait. Go ahead. A third. Uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, so they're going to, well, I didn't see that. They, they've renewed for an 11th season is what I saw, but there's going to be a third show. Another series. Get out. Yeah, that takes place now in the future of the Walking Dead world. Okay. So they announced it at the New York mm. Comic Con. Okay. And to me, it's like the going to the well. I listen that they, they, they've renewed for an eleventh season. I gave up after the whole uh, Negan arc had come to an end, and I started watching the next few ones. And I'm like, okay, I've I I need some resolution here. It's been it's been over a decade. So well, there's a movie coming. I, I I've been watching. I still haven't missed an episode. Okay. And Alpha is the new nemesis, and she's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the bald chick, right? She's the bald chick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I- I'm going to continue to watch. Okay, it's well, it's still... cool if it if it works for you. Just me, I, I checked out, which is too bad because I really, I, mean, I, I love find it. Out. I, I want to find out. I, 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 I do as well, but I, I've got press and I've got like 20 episodes on the DVR because okay. I, I just I tapped out for a while as well. Yeah. I need to come back and really want to be be into it because there there. Listen, I love it, but there was a, there was a sameness at a certain at a certain point. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I need. Once it's hard to come out the other end of the Negan story and go, what's next? Yeah. So either either it's going either the end of all living human beings is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Or they're going to find a cure for this, and they're going to find so figure one out, please. So yeah, I think that's what the future series personally. deals with because it looks like wor- the world has started to come back together. Okay. All right. Well, that I might be yeah. on board for. So we'll we'll see. But anyhow, these two got married, and uh, good for them. Uh, Alex Trebek is back in chemotherapy for his stage four pancreatic cancer. Continues to be open with fans about the treatment and the possibility that he will succumb to the disease. Anybody watch last night? I did. 
Did you see in uh, Final Jeopardy he was struggling? A little bit. It was the uh, first time I've seen him on air uh, not be able to get all the words out. Well, he he addresses this, too. He's he's got sores in his mouth. Yeah. We have Um, audio. Yeah, so here's, here's, uh, this is an interview with uh, CTV News, Canada's CTV News, by the way. So here's a few of the things that he had to say. I will keep doing it as long as my skills do not diminish, and they have started to diminish. I talk to the producers about this all the time now. I say, look, I'm slurring my words, my... My tongue doesn't work as well as it used to. The chemo has caused sores inside my mouth. It makes it difficult for me to speak and enunciate properly. And man, does he enunciate mm. properly. Hey, so he's just perfection. He's got a lot to live up to yeah. in his own, you know, his own mind as far as what how this show should be done. How you would almost want to say to him, Preston, as the fan base, we would say... If you enjoy doing it, yeah. if you want to do it, keep doing it, we understand. Yep. And he and hasn't missed the taping yet. He, hasn't he has missed not, no. once. And and he looks good. He does. He looks a tick more frail, but he still right. looks good. Here's uh, here's another clip of him talking about his abilities. He said, well, we don't notice. I said, yeah, I notice those things. And I'm sure there are observant members of the television audience who notice also. And uh, I feel that my skills have diminished to the point that... I notice and am bothered by it. Uh, but he said, but there will come a point when fans and producers will no longer be able to say it's okay. I mean, if you want to use, like, and it's a completely different scenario because he had a stroke, but Dick Clark, yeah, uh, they kept bringing him back, but it was it was kind of hard to watch. Yeah. It was hard to follow what he was saying. And if it gets to that level where he can't speak, then they may have to go, okay, Alex. Well, now, know, And he understands that. Yeah, what he is, he's incurring now is, is as a result of the chemo. So uh, we'll see what this round of aggressive chemo does. The first time around, he got almost, he, it was a really good result. Yep. The perception is they, they might have the same results with this chemo. Mind you, he's up there. Mm. If he gets a number of additional years, that'd be great. But there is a quality of life issue. That has to be considered. And even he, last night's, I'm sorry, Preston, at no, the end of last night's episode, he he made a joke about it. He's like, I'll get it right tomorrow. You know, he, and he was sort of being self-deprecating. Uh, and what an outlook he has. Unbelievable. He's, he says, I'm not afraid of dying. He's 79 years old. He said, I've lived a good life, a full life, and I'm nearing the end of that life. If it happens, why should I be afraid of that? One thing uh, he said they're, that they're going to say at my, they're not going to say at my funeral as part of the eulogy is he was taken from us too soon. So he... <laughs> Was joking about that, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's really got this grace. Yeah, that's a great word for it. But he said, "I'm hanging in, so we're back on the chemo, and we'll see if the numbers go down. And if they do, well, he said they can't keep doing chemo forever. Of course, yeah, uh, they'll have to find a new protocol or whatever to administer. We'll play it by ear and keep chugging along until we either win or lose." Uh, Alex, it's unbelievable, what, unbelievable, what a class act. Uh, CBS TV Studios is planning a new miniseries based on the book A Higher Loyalty, Truth, Lies, and Leadership, written by former FBI Director James Comey, who's firing by uh, Donald Trump less than four months after taking office in 2017, became part of special counsel Robert Mueller's uh, Russia investigation. And The Hollywood Reporter says that Jeff Daniels will star as Comey. Hmm. I think physically he actually kind of... Looks like him. He's yeah. on Broadway right now. Yeah, He's, and just kill a mockingbird. Yeah. And so playing Trump, I found this interesting. Irish actor Brendan Gleeson. Ah. So if you remember Gangs of New York, yeah. uh, he was kind of the rival at the end to uh, to Bill Cutting. And also mm-hmm. he was from, in Harry Potter. Mad Eye Moody. Yeah, the guy with the, the funky eyeball. So he's a little, he's a little big to be playing Trump. Yeah, yeah. But in the face, he's got that kind of shape. 
You might have it, of, yeah. Uh, Trump's face, so we'll see. Uh, production on the four-hour miniseries will begin next month, but no release date has been set, and the studio reportedly hasn't decided whether it will air on CBS All Access, Showtime, or both. Uh, let's see. The poster for No Time to Die, the forthcoming installment of the James Bond franchise, has dropped. I saw it. Uh, what does it look like? Uh, it's just Daniel Craig looking uh, properly spyish. Okay. Uh, he is returning for his final appearance as 007, co-starring with uh, Rami Malek and Leah Seydoux. Uh, the film will land on April 8th. I love the Bond movies. Next year. Right, and Daniel Craig has been a sensational Bond. Yeah, I agree. Uh, every one of them has been solid. People even, you know, they, they dismiss Quantum of Solace, and that was done during a writer's strike. It's still a solid movie. I, though, oddly enough, of the collective, my favorite is still Casino Royale. Yeah, me too. It was awesome. It was just blew me out of my socks. Yep. I watched a show on FXX called uh, Mr. Inbetween, and it's set in Australia. And these two guys, the one dude's kind of like a hitman. And it's just so, there was a a scene where they were all going, they were talking about the Bond movies. It was so funny because they couldn't remember Daniel Craig's name. And they were trying to list Uh, uh, their favorite Bonds in in order. And they (laughs) they kept referring to him as... The guy that's playing Bond now, and, uh, and then, like, you know, like all right, Connery, and then the guy who's playing him now, um, and then they're on a hit, and like as they're like, you know, yeah. about to do business, they're like Daniel Craig, that's his name. Yep. Would nice. you? Is he your favorite? Is, or is no, it Connery? Connery. Uh, Sean Connery is. My is that a nostalgic thing? Because was no. he the first? It, it, well, no, actually, the first was an actor named Barry Nolan. There was a made-for-TV uh, a craft theater okay. like, uh, of Casino Royale in the cinema. But in, in the movies. It was it was Sean Connery, st- still the best. Um, uh, and, and by my reckoning, you, you you know you may have a different take on it, but I think right. for me it goes Sean Connery, Daniel Craig, uh, Roger oh, Moore has a couple now. of good ones, but I think George George Lazenby would probably be third. Neck and neck with some of uh, Roger Moore's best. Well, you know what? Uh, Timothy Dalton had some good ones too. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I love I love the scene where Mads Mikkelsen is torturing him, and he, and he tells him to hit him one more time. He yeah. goes, "Now the whole world's going to know you scratched my balls." <laughs> <laughs> they they got a little edgier. Yeah, they they did, did. Uh, when they started with Casino Royale. Well, they had a great movie. like at the end of the Roger Moore run, it had gotten very comical. So that's yeah. why they that when when Timothy Dalton came in, they needed that. He yeah. Timothy Dalton was actually the bond more returned it more to Ian. Fletcher. Fleming style. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, he only had two movies, though. It was uh, 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 The Living Daylights and uh, License to Kill. Uh, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland's Rick and Morty is coming back for a fourth season on Cartoon Network. That's a great show. And fan favorite Mr. Poopy Butthole makes an appearance in the trailer, <laughs> uh, which will return on November 10th at 1130. I've never seen Rick and Morty. I, my I, wife I is a it. massive fan. I, it's too bad I missed it. I should I should definitely get on board. My kids love it. Uh, but it's been off the air since October 2017, and uh, it's coming back. It's got a really wry sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter is telling The Guardian that Princess Margaret contacted her from the other side oh to let her know that she approves of Carter playing her in The Crown. That is awesome. Yeah. So rare does that happen when the living, well, the dead contact yeah. the actors portraying them to give them the thumbs up. Carter plays Margaret. It happened with Lincoln. On season three of The Crown and set out to see Margaret's approval, to seek Margaret's, appro- Margaret's approval through a psychic medium. Uh, Margaret died 17 years ago. Uh, she said, my main thing, when you play someone who is real, you kind of want their blessing because you have a responsibility. Yeah. Uh, Carter described the process saying, so I asked her, are you okay with me playing you? And she said, I'm pretty okay. <laughs> 
she said, you're better than the other actress that they were thinking of. Uh-huh. Uh, they will not admit who it was. Who's the, who's the guy playing Bond now? It was me and somebody else, and that made me think maybe she is here because that is a classic Margaret thing to say. Of course it is. Uh, uh, she, was, she was really good at complimenting you and putting you down at the same time. It's very boho. Uh, she said, then she said, uh, but you're going to have to brush up and be more groomed and neater. Wow, that's a demanding ghost. And then she said, get the smoking right. I smoked in a very particular way. Remember that. This is a big note. The cigarette holder was as much a weapon for expression as it was for smoking. And you're going to need to lose about 15 pounds. <laughs> aside, F you. Aside from uh, using a medium to contact Margaret, she boned up on Margaret's life. And it appears as if you have a lazy eye. Fix that. Uh, the old-fashioned way, speaking to relatives, friends, and three of her former ladies in waiting. Huh. Uh, the Crown returns for season three on November 17th. I loved the gal who played her in the first two seasons. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Very yeah. sexy. And uh, and it's a great show. I, I really fell in love with I mean, with it. it is, um, if you want a, a really comprehensive history of the monarchy, I don't think you could do much better. No. I agree. Um, Okay, so I obviously it's for for television, so everybody's yeah. going to be beautiful. But like, has the royal family ever? Are they really that good looking? No, okay, they are not. No, well. they're uh, not as good looking as, as Claire Foy and no. and all these people. No, but not the recent close. infusion though of people like Kate Middleton yeah. that that bodes well for the future. Sure. Yeah, she, uh, she is a stunner, and and she She's is beautiful. Just carries herself well. I agree. Uh, you know what? I could stay with the royal family if you want for a moment. Uh, Prince William, Kate Middleton, Prince Harry, and Meghan Markle may have separated their charitable foundations, but the so-called Fab Four are proving they can still band together for an important cause. An escape room? No. I can't Those... figure this goddamn thing out. <laughs> what is this? I, I, how do you get out of this pyramid? We need a clue, please. A clue? Yes. <laughs> Open the drawer on the left. <laughs> what drawer? There is no... I don't even see a ball. <laughs> uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and Sussex have released a new piece. We are going to die in here. A, a, a new public service announcement for Every Mind Matters, a tool set up to help with mental health. Uh, William and Harry said, everyone knows that We're feeling. We're getting all mental up in this shiznit. <laughs> Oh, my God. Everyone knows that feeling when life gets on top of us. We feel stressed, low, anxious, or have trouble sleeping. We think there's nothing uh, We think there's nothing to be done, nothing we can do about it. And then Megan weighs in and says, but now there's a new way to help turn things around. Aww. How about that new way to help turn things around? Come live with us at, yeah. the, uh, at the palace. Turn the beat around. Yes. Love to hear percussion. <laughs> turn it upside down. All right, uh, let's see. One other thing, and then we're going to move along. Uh, following a rough few years, Polly Perrette says she's happy and healthy. Does she still hate Mark Harmon? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Despises him, right? Yep. The 50-year-old also shared that she is super excited to be shooting a new show for CBS. It's a sitcom. Uh, she wrote, I'm so exhausted and so freaking happy shooting my new show called Broke on CBS. And I want to thank y'all, all y'all that supported me. Y'all, y'all. Uh, through a devastating, through dev- a few devastatingly difficult years. I'm so happy and healthy now and having a blast. Thank you, positive people, for helping me and being kind. Love y'all. Who do we have in here? Do we have um, 
Who was your friend, uh, female comedian? Was it uh, Natasha Leggero? Oh, I don't remember. Was talking about being besties yeah. with her oh. and saying that she that it's legit. She yeah. totally despises Mark Harmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot uh, who that was, Steve, but I do remember that conversation. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Natasha. the Natasha's yeah. in the show. Uh, she had left NCIS for after 15 seasons amid rumors of serious conflict with Mark Harmon, and she claimed there were multiple physical assaults on set before she left. Uh, so now doing a comedy. So I like her. I think she's, I do too. I think she's super cute. So uh, let's get to the clips, if you will. Where the hell are they? Uh, what? Oh, I, got, they I, got I need a clue. I got They're on the table. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, medical drama New Amsterdam follows a doctor trying to transform a neglected hospital. In this clip, Freema Ageman mm-hmm. uh, opens up about the truth that the show brings to the table. Here we go. We can't actually believe we're getting to tell this story. Is anybody pulling a plug anywhere? I feel like audiences are ready at this point for stories that are about real situations, real people going through real issues. <laughs> so <laughs> that was very faint, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, New Amsterdam, Amsterdam. <laughs> Airs tonight at 10 p.m. on NBC. Let's do the next one. Uh, the thrilling story of Jesse Pinkman continues in the Breaking Bad sequel, El Camino. Here, Aaron Paul reflects on Pinkman's tre- uh, dramatic journey. It's a very quick clip. Here we go. I knew it was going to be an incredibly rocky road. And maybe he finds peace, maybe he doesn't, but uh, wishful thinking. Uh, El Camino uh, will be available on Netflix this Friday, by <laughs> That's the way. Uh, Bill doing dubstep. Yep. This Friday? Yeah. That's what it says, That's, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Is it, it's just one, it's a movie, right? Yeah. 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 All right. And there so, you go. This Friday, and then uh, next Sunday is when The Watchmen comes back. Or comes back well, I mean, on HBO. The, the series, yeah. yeah. Hey. I have not heard any advanced word on it. Yeah, I don't uh, know anything. As, as um, you're in this camp, Preston. Yep. Listen, we'll always have the Zack Snyder film. We got to tell him how much we loved it. <laughs> but um, it'd be I, great. It'd be great if it was good, wouldn't it? To yes. have something, yes, from that universe that we love. So we're holding out hope. All right, and that's it. That's the entertainment report for you this morning. We have a lot going on today. Tattoo Day. Chance for you to win a Preston Steve tattoo. Text. For that, text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll see if you win a little bit later on. We have Money Shark coming up, $1,000 given away. We're doing goat yoga in the studio today. And, of course, we're following that up with an astrophysicist. So we'll have (laughs) uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the program today. You know, what I love about him, too, is that he uh, is a big pop culture fan. So Mm -hmm. he talks about movies, and he has issues with the current frozen movie poster that we'll talk about. Oh, I can't wait. He weighs in on stuff. He's an astrophysicist who weighs in on stuff like that. Yes, because he's a movie fan and he's a a science, you know, like a Star Trek fan versus Star Wars, all that stuff. So we'll talk to him about that. Speaking of movies, we've got a screening tonight. It is at the Regal King of Prussia. This is the movie Gemini Man. It's the Will Smith film where a younger version of himself has to go after an older version of himself. It's really interesting. Gemini Man. Uh, Gemini, I like that. (laughs) So let's, I want to give away the rest of these now because we have a lot of other things to give away today. So I got 11 passes. Ooh. Yeah, 11 passes for the screening tonight. 11! Yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
It's at 7.30. You'll need to be there by 7 in King of Prussia, 215-263-WMMR. So let's fill all those out. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment or two. A lot to get to this morning. Make sure you stay with us. The President Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The real quick, a uh, personal butt plug from yours okay. truly, yes. From your own ass. From my own ass. <laughs> uh, my wife is on the board of a wonderful organization called a Mother's Wish Foundation, which is uh, supporting those with IBD, which is, uh, you know, bowel issues, Crohn's disease. My daughter has Crohn's Horrible disease. Horrible stuff. So the 10th anniversary celebration, it's a big gala, big party that we're having, is coming up on November 16th. It will be at Rivercrest Golf Club uh, in Phoenixville. And I just wanted to give a heads up for those who want to come out for a great party. I'm in the middle of securing some awesome auction items for that particular evening. And we're going to raise as much money as we can. And we're going to be doing drinking and dancing. In the years in years past, we've done uh, like a casino gambling night. So what's the, what's the theme this this time around? Party your ass off. Just party your ass off. Yeah, drinking and dancing and dinner. So it's going to be a good time. And uh, you can go to a amotherswishfoundation.org. I'll make sure that I get the information to Nick uh, to post that up on PrestonSeed.com. It's not up there yet, but it'll have it there in just a few minutes. But uh, What night is it? It is a. Uh, it is on November 16th. It's a Saturday night. November 16th. And uh, I'm going to be, you know, hosting the uh, the festivities and so on. So we'll have a good time. So I just, I'll hit it a bunch of times between now and then. Yes. And I will help you with that because <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Uh, we both uh, have wives uh, that are involved in charities. And they're, they're both passionate about it. It's good to see it. And, and Rochelle does an amazing job with this thing. It's just a huge undertaking. And Claire as yeah. well with uh, with your guys' events. So, you know, it's always a fun. These events are always a fun yes. party. So. They don't work if they're not fun. Uh, so that's coming up. I just want to give you a heads up on that. Now, another personal thing, although I think people might be able to relate with something like this. Over the weekend, and I posted uh, some pictures on Instagram. Over the weekend, we said goodbye to our swing set. Oh. Which has been this? This one has been in our family for a little over fifteen years. I want to say you, you, you expressed the mental conflict that you were going through about getting rid of it uh, on yeah. the show a while ago, yeah. and what it meant to you. So my my daughter earlier this uh, this summer we had said to her maybe it was earlier in the year we we're like hey we we're thinking about maybe getting rid of the swing set this year and I thought she was going to give me the we were all prepared to actually do it next year yeah. when she was going to say no 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 no. Daddy, no. But her exact words were, well, maybe we should just rip the Band-Aid off and get rid of it right now. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that hurt. Wow. So for, the good thing about this, though, is that a friend of ours has taken it. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Matt Montagna, he, is, he was one of my son's teachers. Uh, he and his brother came over and disassembled it, and they are going to clean it up and reassemble it for Matt's kids so we're going to know where it's going to be. We know it's going <laughs> to, we're not trashing it. It's still going right. to get many more years of use. And we can go visit it if we want to. That is, which I very well might do. That is a very important thing. Sometimes when you give things away, I, I'm a big fan of paying things forward and, and, and you know, like goodwill or whatever. But a lot of times if it's something that has extra special importance to you, Giving it to somebody with a little bit of the knowledge that you can occasionally see it or visit it, yeah, makes it less painful. I and agree. I know we shouldn't attach thing, you know, that sort of concern to things, 
but they do have memories attached to them. I tell you what, there's so many memories attached yeah. to this. I mean, you know, I've crawled up in that thing and, and played in it so many times, and obviously watching them grow and, and being able to do more things on it at first. He couldn't use, you know, the monkey bars that were so small. Yeah, just stand and, there the whole yeah, time. hold them the whole time yeah, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so as they were taking this apart, uh, they were in on one of the boards, and we don't know who it was. Somebody had wrote, I love you. Oh. One of the kids Aww. did. And I came to each one of them. Nobody knows who wrote it. They don't, don't remember. remember. Who's your neighbor? But we're ha- <laughs> we're hanging on to that board. Oh, that's cool. And, oh, that's awesome. And what I hope I'm going to do is maybe uh, cut it up, uh, part of it, and use it as a, um, a picture frame and put one of these pictures. So we took the morning of, I'm talking about this picture that I'm looking at right now that I posted on Instagram. The morning of, my wife was getting ready to head out of the house, and she realized, oh, my God, they're coming today to pick it up. All right, everybody, everybody up. We gotta, up. Let's go. We gotta go get pictures. We gotta go take pictures around yep. the swing set, which I'm really glad we That's did. It's a great picture. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> it was sad. It, it was is sad. sad. And you know that the funny part is that you took the one support beam that keeps everything from caving in. So that's the board. You're right. Have. That's yeah. what we're keeping. This, this thing is, it keeps it stable. It's a really nice setup, and to know that it will go on. Yeah. And provide future memories for another. Bunch of kids is great, and thank you. We got it from a place called Superior Play Systems, which is still around, and we we bought it ages ago, and it's it's gone the distance. So those guys have been great as far as maintenance and things like that went. So I thank them. But you know what? It it leads to the conversation of: Is there anything of sentimental value <laughs> that you have given away, and either it's to someone you know that you've been able to go back and visit and still see, or mm. You wish you wouldn't have given it away, and you wish you had it back, because that, I know, has happened. And I have a story from that. When I was Now, I was a little kid at the time. I was probably, I don't know, first or second grade or something like right. that. And we had some family friends. Uh, they had a baby, and I, as a kid that age, just wanted to do something nice for this baby. <laughs> and so I gave this baby oh, no. my favorite teddy bear. Strawberry was his name because it was red. And, oh, my God, I regretted it, like, not that long after. And I couldn't go and and get it back. What do you mean, little prick? The baby that took it. Should have known. And I gave gave this baby, I don't even know what family it is now, but I, years later, I, like, got... Like, sad. I got upset over the fact that I gave away strawberry. It meant that much to you. It meant that much to me. Strawberry. Absolutely my favorite teddy Son bear. Of a bitch. And then we we had chocolate and lemon. Can you guess what colors those were? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and eventually, I don't know what happened to chocolate. And my least favorite when lemon was the one that stuck around. You told me that the, the salt was really rubbed in the wound, though, to learn that a serial killer known as the strawberry serial killer <laughs> yeah. killed all those people and was seen with a teddy bear in his hand. But is there something that you gave away, and you gave away knowing that you could still go visit it and see it? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. I don't know if it's that I have, uh, like, a heart made of stone or that I'm just making the right choices, but I've never given any... When you mentioned this the other day, I've never given anything away and been like, oh, Man, I should have never given that away. Like, I think it's just time to let it go and just get rid of it, you know? You're just okay and, with it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think this is sad. And I think when I have to get rid of some of Jace's things, when he grows out of it, I'm going to be very sad. But yeah. um, in the past, anything that I've given away, it's just time to get rid of it. Like, I was sad when I got rid of my first car um, that I had, yeah. my very first car. But the second I got in the new car, I was like, 
oh, this is awesome. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you forget about it, I guess. I found it easy to get rid of my first car because it had been rear-ended by a Mack truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it became instantly less sentimental when it was converted into an accordion. When my wife sold her uh, LeBaron convertible. Well, that's what mine was. Really? It was this, we had the same thing. I think we had the same. Did she have a brown one? She did, yes. yes. That was oh, my, my first car. You're, da- like, you're married to Kathy. And she she was uh, she was really upset. I'm like, this, part, this is a piece of crap. Come crap. on, let's get over this. Yeah. Come on, something brand new and awesome. Awesome. Oh, and taking Police. that, taking that roof up and down, de- like it was such a pain in the ass. So many guys mm-hmm. bang me in this car. Oh, oh my god! Dear god. Oh, the memories. Me. Uh, my my buddy Jeff bought a, his car and he, the, he sold it. And the day he sold it, it probably looked better than it did than the day he bought it. He took that good a care of it, and he sold it to somebody who lived around the corner from him. Yeah, and he would drive past it, like you know, at least. Three, four times a week. Just did, to, did, did he? Just, did he, he did the can I ask by. you, Casey? Did yeah. he? Did he purposefully try to get someone within drivable distance no. so he could see it? No, I think because uh, I think a lot of people do that. So what he did is, so he ended up getting like a sales job where he got a company car. Otherwise, he wouldn't have sold it. And and he, you know, even still to this day, he's like, I, I should have kept that car because it was like paid for. It could have been his fun car. The company car would have been the company car, and then he yeah. would have like you know driven that car around as as a fun car. But he, I guess, wasn't thinking it all the way through. But you know, he had taken such good care of it so that when it sat in his driveway with a for sale sign, it sold like almost immediately. Yeah, of course. By the way, I love this text, Kathy. It says, "Who hurt you, Romano?" <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, hurt when it's you. time to get rid of it, it is it. bye. Uh, I'm going to go to Robert. Hey, Robert. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? What do you want to share with us? Uh, two years ago, my wife and I sold our house in Hatboro, and it was all done. It was beautiful, and we still communicate with the lady who bought it. Um, in her first year there, she couldn't light the wood-burning stove, so she texted me. We went over. We lit the stove for her. She had drinks and cocktails for us. Hmm. Uh, still visit the house on a regular basis, and it's very bittersweet because of uh, all the sweat equity we put into the house and okay. a lot of memories. Do you, yeah. do you now swing with that couple? Or, uh, <laughs> no, I, I can tell you what, Robert, that's exactly, so for my thing, that would pertain exactly to my situation, our house in, in, in Maniunk. Is now my my uh, uh, nephew and his wife uh, live in that house, and we were able to. We didn't have to go through the process of. We wanted people who would love the house as much as we loved it. Yeah, and so yeah, you you and the neighbors there are great, and and so you wanted to, you wanted to have it go to people who would right. would really sort of keep up the tradition, yeah. and they did. So knowing that it's. We never had to cut ties with it. Really makes a big difference. Yeah, um, I mean houses are that's you. Know, that, that's like me, one of the classics, that, right? To me, that makes sense. Yeah. We gave, you know, my son, for some reason, when uh, he was growing up, he loved Zerg. Now, Zerg. From Toy Story? From Toy Story. Okay. He dressed as Zerg for Halloween. Yep. In yeah. one year, he had a Zerg toy. And I regret, I, I never had sentimental value to any of my toys. They, they all just got tossed or, or whatever. So I, I never look back and go, oh, man, I used to play with that thing all right, the time. Right, right. I wish I still had that. God. Now, Zerg, we gave to my nephews. And I wish we didn't. I, I wish we would have held on to that. I, you know, because I, it meant so much to him. Yeah, I mean, and it was cute. It was just such a bizarre, yeah, character to actually. Did you go steal it? No, they they don't have it. Son of a oh. bitch! People don't no. respect gifts. I toys are something that I held mm-hmm. sentimental value to. Well, you just talked about strawberry. Yeah, as a little kid, I had a believe it or not, I had a toy watermelon. 
<laughs> a toy watermelon that uh, I loved. Yeah, its little eyes would pop up from the rind. <laughs> It'd have wheels on the bottom. You pull it, and the eyes would pop up from the rind. I love you. What? And what that kid doesn't like love pre- a toy watermelon? That was like pre-K, man. I was I was a little kid. I know. It was yeah. all the rage back in the day. Well, you, it's Get funny your toy how, watermelon. How much of your your stuff is attached to really young? When you were really young, has yeah. the emotional impact for you? Uh, I go way back yeah. to, to my earliest memories. Uh, let me go to Bev. Hey, Bev, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Go. What's up, Bev? Um, listen, I just recently gave away my father's Marine Corps uniform. Wow. I, yeah, I had it, and it was something that was always in my life. He was in World War II in Korea, so it was like a big deal. And there, I live up in the Lehigh Valley, and there's this little place that has like a little museum of all old artifacts, and they have this one section that's all military and I was very strong. I took it with a picture, and then as soon as I took it away from me, I started to cry. Yeah, no, I can understand so, that. So, Bev, but it's going to be, they're going to display it at the museum, right? Absolutely. That's and fantastic. So, yeah, it's like something that he'll live, it'll live on, like now he's gone, and it'll live on for him, so that makes me feel good. When, my, when good. my dad passes, I'd like Thanks. to do exactly what you did. Yeah, that would, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, because he has he has a lot yeah. of stuff and a lot of memories from World War II. I'd love to see that displayed. Speaking of clothing, I saw a story a while back, and I, I meant to bring it up, but I didn't get a chance to. There was a woman who <clears throat> took her wedding dress, because women wear their wedding dress. Yes. They stash it away, and it stays uh-huh. stashed away forever. Right. It, it okay? just, they do nothing with them. So, and you spend a lot of money on the, on the wedding yeah. dress a lot of occasions. So she had it made into a dress she could actually wear. Oh, wow. Oh. That's a great idea. Yeah, I've heard it turn into like baby the, blankets and stuff like that. A lot of that. people do christening uh, yeah. for their kids. Isn't okay. the long term, one of the long term goals is. How many? Your daughter. Give it to your daughter. What's the likelihood that's going to happen? I know. I do know a few people that have done that, but um, you know, they're they're kind of like the retro style type people. You right. Know? right. It's not for everybody. Right. Um, I like the idea, and I, I got this idea. Turning it into a jack rack? No, no, no. <laughs> I know. I don't think. No, you need something that's jack more absorbent. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like something wow. that's like cotton. Yeah, uh, not, yeah, I think you're right. I, yeah, that would be too abrasive. I think you weren't thinking it all the way through. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, my friends did this for their son when he went to college. Is they turned like all of his. Uh, he he had, <laughs> speaking of Jack Rice, <laughs> he had all these t-shirts. Uh, oh, yeah. But he was a swimmer, so they were t-shirts from like these swimming tournaments, and they had them all made into like a blanket. And right. so I would like to do that with my kids and we we've hung on to most of them their sports jerseys baseball softball t-ball uh, soccer and like all that sort of stuff so we could turn all that stuff into a blanket okay yeah, yeah. that's a good idea mm-hmm. there's also the the case where you give something away or sell a house or something like that and the new owners actually make it better than it was before well like, oh man, man the house yeah our old house was that way back uh, in st louis i went back and visited it or i saw when they were going to sell it online and i'm like damn they made that look good i was looking at satellite pictures you know from the uh, the google i love Earth doing that i right. love doing that so i'm checking out my house old in stuff. east northport and i'm like a circular driveway. <laughs> we should have done that. Yeah, no, it was always a pain in the ass to get yep. in that driveway. Somebody had a better idea. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just cool. got to work. All right, and uh, tell us about your, the boss for us. Your story. <laughs> okay, so so about fifteen or 12, about twenty. 
about 15 years ago. I got into a car accident, and uh, I had a motorcycle. I used to ride with the same guy all the time, and this bike was a beautiful bike. And we had, you know, the frame was all chromed out. And after the car accident, I decided, hey, you know, I'm not really too big into biking anymore. So he had a family member who wanted to buy it. So I said, okay, let's do it. Turns out he ended up moving into my neighborhood not too long after. And lo and behold, every time I saw that bike, one of the fairings was missing. Had to, had to be replaced. He was letting it go. Oh, my God. It got so beat up over, like, a, a six-month period. Did you finally confront him? Did you did you suggest that uh, perhaps he should take better care of it? Uh, well, I, I didn't. You killed him. I, 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 yeah. I was going to say sent an anonymous letter. <laughs> right, yeah. But, nah, kill him. I mean, I, I, I sold it to him, so technically I guess he could do whatever he wanted. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. tough to see. Yeah. Your pride but, and joy oh, falling apart like that. Unreal how we could just move into the same neighborhood I moved into. Yeah, he yeah. moved in not too long after, and then I had to just watch it deteriorate over time. That son like, of a bitch. There should be some uh, sort of motorcycle moving law. Yeah. Yeah. You're not yeah, allowed I to agree. do that. If you've purchased a motorcycle from someone in a particular neighborhood, you're not allowed to live in that neighborhood. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Uh, I want to go to uh, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, you guys are on. Thank you, Teresa. What's up? He won from a claw machine game. Yeah. Okay. And this is an ex. No, he's my boyfriend. Oh, she's current boyfriend. So, uh, did you did you indeed follow his wishes and go and get it? I had to. You didn't have to. He was he was so upset about it. I felt like crying upset or raging about to punch you upset. No, he wasn't going to punch me upset at all. He was just like. Very pouty and kind of like crushed. He was but disappointed. He in you. Wow! Over over a crane game turtle. Wow! Uh, all right. I, I, what did what? Did, I'm sorry to interrupt, Steve. Yeah. What What did your friend say when you went back to to get the, the turtle that you had gifted to them? What? The same thing you guys did. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you yeah. Me? So wow. double, what, was his all life right. made better when you when he got the turtle? Did his, everything turn around? Everything turned around and it's still at the bottom of his car. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a... Cut his brake lines. Yeah, thanks, Teresa. There is no stuffed animal that I am sad getting rid of. Yeah, I know. But you had all those Beanie Babies, didn't you, for so long? I, I Because I thought they were worth money, not because yeah, yeah, I yeah. had some sort of sentimental <laughs> connection to them. See, I always loved the idea of a giant stuffed animal. Oh, man, I wanted them so bad when I was a kid. But, yeah. you know, we, dude, they were expensive. We didn't have the money for it. So. And you never had a chance to win one at the, the Midway? Oh, jeez, oh, there we go. The man who wanted a large stuffed animal, but they were too expensive. He thought he could never afford it. Until a young therapist came into his life. Hi, I'm Kathy Romano, and I'll pay for that dumb, stupid stuff to you. If you just stop talking about it. Uh, well, the problem is, when you have a giant stuffed animal, that means there's more stuffing and, and styrofoam 
beads and all that sort of stuff. Right. Right. Feeding people. And uh, now, I mean, we have a number of those giant stuffed animals. He won one at like get uh, one of those big crane games. I think at Dave and Buster's, somebody gave him one, and then uh, the Easter Bunny brought this giant bunny. Uh, the Easter Bunny thought it was a good idea, <sighs> and now it sits in our house year round. Oh, every time, <laughs> and you don't know what to, you become now emotionally attached or it's sentimental. So, like you know, the uh, pajama gram had the the big bears. You know, the things they were giving away. Those huge. Yep. And, and they're wonderful. They're really well made. But when you decide you don't have enough space for it anymore, yeah, it's it's like it's basically like getting rid of a human body, right? Yeah. What do you do with it? I just have um, a suggestion for anybody out there that's looking to purchase a giant stuffed animal. Feel what's inside. Yeah. Okay? If, if it's any of those little beads, Get run. Do not do not buy that. I agree. Just get the ones that have the stuffing, and that's it. Yep. Because the the the, the little beads once they start coming out, mm-hmm. they're you're, you've got a mess on your hands, and you may as well throw the whole thing away. Yep. And when it's the little stuffing, the little you know like cotton type material, yeah. you're okay with it. You're fine. But the beads keep coming it, out. It's got to be a rhyme. It's basically <laughs> crapping around the house at that point. I, well, I, yeah. yeah, and it gets everywhere. I agree with you, Case. Uh, let me go to Ruth Ann's been on hold for a while. Hi, Ruth Ann. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I love you guys. Oh, thank you, Ruth Ann. What's your story? Uh, well, about 15 years ago, my parents and my husband and I, we decided to build our houses next door to each other. Mm. Um, and a lot of people are like, uh, are you kidding me? Is that what you really want? I said, absolutely. I mean, my mom is a saint. She's just the most wonderful person ever. So we spent about 15 years and watching our, our kids grow up. And um, last year, uh, she lost her battle to leukemia, and um, oh. my dad had to move into assisted living. So we had the house, and uh, just this summer, we decided, you know, it's it's time we really need to put the house up for sale. Right. And, you know, to kind of help pay for dad's expenses and everything. And had a realtor come over, and I still just, my heart wasn't in it. I wasn't ready to let this house go. And um, got a phone call from one of our close friends. His son called us and said, you know, I want to come over with my fiance to look at the house. And um, they came over, fell in love with it. And we're going to settlement on Halloween. Oh, there you go. Hey. See, it turned around. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kathy Romano, realtor. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's it. It means a lot. A house means a lot to you. It, it does. You want to talk about a, a, a collection of memories. Yeah. It's and not you, like your jack rag. Yeah. <laughs> now, what if, what if they start completely refurbing the house? Is that going to bother you at all? Well, you know, I thought about that, and I, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to bother me, but I'm not sure. Oh, my God, you're going to be a nightmare neighbor. What if they turn it into a strip club? Nightmare. They open up a new place called the Fuzzy Hole. It's on the street. (laughs) (laughs) They've just zoned this area commercial. Mom and Dad used to live at that strip club. We're opening the Fuzzy Hole. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I I know. Close, my dad would be very proud. He'd be oh, very happy. Nice. Thank I you, love Rosanna. It. <laughs> Welcome to the Fuzzy Hole, gentlemen. <laughs> Formerly the home of Cy and Ethel. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. All right. All right. What if you give something to someone and would like to see it again and they say a no? I'm going to go to Minnie with a story on that. Hi, Minnie. Good morning. Hey, guys. You rock. 
Thank you, Minnie. So let's hear your story of gifting. So one of my friend's uh, sisters had to give her cat away. She was really sick. She wasn't getting along with the other cats. So uh, I took her in, and I love her. She's like my best friend. Shout out to Lola. But uh, a couple months later, uh, they're like, oh, can we come visit her? And I'm like, well, she's my cat now. You gave her away. So wouldn't want to confuse her. What? (laughs) Wouldn't want to confuse her. Oh, you got it. Just for an afternoon. Uh, look, you you can get all the pictures you want. I'll, I'll I'll send you pictures, updates every month. But like, I don't want you to come in my house. And this is my cat now. So, so how is how it. is that received? Could you at least Facetime? Um, like, uh, I didn't. I wasn't. I was just kind of let it go and kind of ignored any requests. <laughs> so you're really concerned that the the bonds would reform and the cat would say uh, would pack its luggage and say, "I want to go back with my original owner." I mean, yeah. And, like, we, I nursed her back to health. She was super thin and, like, sick. And I'm like, okay, like, cleaning up her throw up and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah I the love, man. You, you know, that scenario, this and this is a whole other conversation, would be like when, when somebody says something <laughs> like that to you, no, you can't. And you think they're joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you laugh because that's obviously right, hilarious. Right, right. And you realize, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. You can't come see the cat. You're serious. Seriously? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You are wow. an a-hole. You actually <laughs> meant that. Oh, okay. I had that happen to me recently. I forgot what the scenario was. I'll try to remember that. But I was laughing. I was like, oh, they actually meant what they said. It was a ferret that you gave away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't let me come and see it. Uh, thank you, Minnie. Good luck with that. By the That's... way, for our listeners in uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, if you ever want to swing by Fuzzy Hole Strip Club, Stop it does it. exist. Yeah. All right. Girls, girls, girls. Available at Fuzzy Hole Strip Club. That's what it says. He's, he's not kidding. It's a marquee. It's a picture of a marquee. It says Fuzzy Hole, Girls, Girls, Girls. All right. How far of a drive is that? I'll find out. And look, the lower press, it says tax preparation. <laughs> Rocking in Atlanta at the Fuzzy Hole. Oh, my God. Where is that? Johnson City, Tennessee. Of course. Uh, let me go to uh, Christina. Hi, Christina. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Christina? So I'm on the receiving end as opposed to actually giving something away. Oh, okay. So um, my grandfather owned. Oh, we lost. Oh, man. Oh! We lost her completely. She's gone. I think her grandfather found her. I think so. Are you on the phone? Yeah. Are you telling about the thing I gave you? <laughs> I told you never to bring it up. Uh. I told you what would happen. About the thing that I gave you that you could never talk about. Let me go to uh, Rick. Hey, Rick, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good. What's up, Rick? So when I was about six years old, I gave my little sister when she was born my little pillow with my had my uh, first with my initial my R. Okay. My, we call it my R pillow. She was born with spinal blastoma, oh. so I was like trying to be all sweet and nice when I was you know six seven years old. Yeah. And thirty some years later. She still has it. She will not give it back. <sighs> and you want it. <laughs> so what's what's her health situation like? Uh, she's good now. She you know, she's she's in a wheelchair, but she gets around, she works, she does everything she's supposed to do, lives on her own. So she's You know what? Now. If she's in the wheelchair, just take the pillow and run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can't she can't chase me. That's it, man. I'm sorry. Dems to breaks. <laughs> Never dawned to you, yeah. did it, Rick? Yep. I'll just That's be taking this now. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna take this now, I'm gonna run down the field. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Uh, supporting the cat woman. Yeah, Hang but on it's a second. A, here. Okay. What? It, well, it's a dog, and dogs and cats are different. 
All right, well, hang on a second. He's right. Go. He's right. <laughs> Let me go to Elaine. Hi, Elaine. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Elaine? I have a story about a dog. I know they're different, but my ex-husband took a dog from uh, another girlfriend, and they broke up. And a few months later, she came back, and the dog went crazy when it saw her. Mm-hmm. And she stayed for a day, and after she left, it was like the dog went into a complete depression. Oh, no. It was totally different. It didn't act the same anymore. For at least two or three weeks, it just was not the same dog. Huh. So they do remember. Yeah, I can see that. Um do you think that the girlfriend slipped the dog some sort of drug while it was visiting? <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> that. Like dog I, meth? I don't think so. I just know that my dogs, because, they, you know, we go down the shore, the one dog stays at home with grandma, and yeah. then we they take the other one, and they both go into a depression. When they're separated from each other? When they're separated from each other, neither of them will eat. So Hi, it's, Grandma. It's, what's crazy is when we when we get home, Fozzie will be waiting for us at home. Right. And he'll be like, hey, you know, he goes hey, crazy. I speak English. <laughs> He's like, hey. And then you know, he, go, he goes crazy, and then he immediately runs to his bowl and starts eating because, oh, my God, I'm so hungry because he hasn't eaten all weekend because he's depressed. He was fasting. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, it's one last story, and Christina's calling back. The grandfather's uh, gave her something. <laughs> Hi, Christina. Hi. All right. Hi. Sorry. No problem. That's all right. Go ahead. Um, you can so finish yeah. your story. My grandfather had an Eagles 80s practice jacket uh-huh. uh, that had been sitting in his closet because he just didn't wear it anymore. So, of course, he wanted to keep it in the family, and he was trying to offer it to everybody, and everyone was just kind of like, no, nah, it looks old, no. Nah. So, of course, I kind of felt bad. I was like, you know, I'm going to take it. And I'm actually in love with this thing, old school. And believe it or not, a week later, I'm chilling at a bar with it on, and this guy came up to me and said, hey, I own a sports shop. I've never seen something like that. I will hand you $500 right here, right now for it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was so attached to this jacket. I said, no, this is my grandfather's. I'm keeping it. Yeah, good for so you. I'm so happy because anybody else in the family, I feel like, would have turned around and handed that jacket over right away. <laughs> oh, no, really? it, it yeah. ended up with the right person because... Every Eagles game. Yeah. They, yes, uh, that, that, that's a wonderful story. And you're you're you're, you're keeping the, uh, the, the spirit alive. That's good. Nice. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Christine. I appreciate it. All right. Well, anyhow, yeah, we got rid of our swing set. It's a little bittersweet, but at least it went to someone we know. And you can visit it. And should we feel the need for visitation, we can go and check it out. But it's a big piece of uh, my kids. Put my swing set on the phone, please. <laughs> um, a big part of my kids' childhood that's uh, that's gone away. But I will admit... Having that open space back there is pretty damn So what nice are you going to put in that space? Nothing as of now. We'll just kind of, I'm surprised. We c- it's it's a little roomier than I thought it was going to be. How about uh, a launch pad? Uh, for a rocket yeah. of types? Yeah. I never even considered well, that. Well, you talked about a putting green, but. Uh, you should. No, nah, that's probably not going to happen. Go Why? ahead. Why not? Why? Because the dogs will crap all over it. That's mm, perfect. Yeah, so I don't want to do hey, that. Those are your little hazards. Yeah. Put a fence around it. Nah, I don't know. We'll figure something out. But it's, right now, we're just enjoying the nature part of it. A missile silo. I could do a missile silo. Oh. Who knows? Anti-aircraft guns. Anti-aircraft guns. All kinds of things. I think the neighbors would love that. All right. Anyhow, listen, we got to take a break because I want to make sure we don't miss our opportunity for you to win $1,000. want to get as close to 8 o'clock as possible. The money shark is on the way. We're going to have goat yoga in the yeah. studio this morning. And uh, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show. And our friends from Deets and Watson stopping in. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue, presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing, featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. I just want to reiterate my former statement. This is not a human being in a cow costume. No. No, it's a cow. An actual living cow in our green room. Okay. I just want to be clear <laughs> on that. to clarify. Let's do Money Shark. <laughs> 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. A Beasley Media Group Station. MMR's Money Shark. All right, let's do the money thing. Let's give you some cash. How about a thousand dollars? That would uh, be wonderful for the week, would it not? All right, this hour's keyword for Money Shark is favorite. F A V O R I T E. You have until eight fifteen a.m. to enter it via text to the special contest short code number, which is four five nine one one, or you can enter using the MMR mobile app. Or via the contest page at WMMR.com to be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. Keep that in mind. Now, you'll get a call if you're randomly selected in this nationwide contest and you want 1000 bucks. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Once again, the word is favorite. F-A-V-O-R-I-T-E. Good luck from Horizon Services and WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Uh, the Beat File this morning is brought to you by <clears throat> The Bowery Presents. Comedian Mark Marin returns to Philly on Thursday, the 10th, and that is this Thursday, by the way, at the Marion Theater. And tickets are online at KimmelCenter.org. Well, 38-year-old Jessica Crop was pulled over in Arkansas. Uh, she had expired registration. So police discovered that she had five warrants out for her arrest, didn't have car insurance, and had a suspended license as well. But when police arrested her, they noticed something strange. It was a bow clipped in her hair. Uh, they discovered that that particular bow was actually a baggie filled with crystal meth. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. She tied up her hair with crystal meth. A photo shows the drug-filled bow in her hair. Police found more drugs and drug paraphernalia inside her vehicle. And she faces seven charges for the offense. <laughs> but, Kathy, look at this. That's the bow. <laughs> It was actually... That's where you keep creative. your mat. Yeah, yeah. She keeps your mat. It actually, you got to hand it to her. It was pretty creative. Uh, let's see. You know what? I'm going to mention this. You did it in news, but maybe there were people listening that weren't around for news, Kathy, but I think it's worthy of the bizarre file. The former head of Drexel University's electrical engineering department blew hundreds of thousands of federal research dollars at area strip clubs, government lawyers said. And now the school is stuck paying the tab. The Justice Department announced Monday a nearly $190,000 settlement that the university agreed to pay to fend off a potential lawsuit. The sum stems from tabs that uh, Chikoa Danaka Nwamka... That's a hell of a name. Spent on dancers over a decade using grant money that he was supposed to have applied to energy, science, and naval research. University Do strip clubs constitute naval research? I would think so, yeah. N-A-V-E-L. 
Uh, university auditors uncovered his misspending in 2017, but the professor had hardly been modest about his extracurricular research. According to the government lawyers, he submitted several improper charges against his federal grants for, quote, goods and services billed at gentlemen's clubs, including Club Risque and cheerleaders in South Philly. Right. And, well, at least he spreads the wealth. And the Taconi Club between 2007-2017. Investigators also allegedly found misspending at sports bars and on iTunes as well. So oh, he's got to have some music. He's in some trouble, yep. <clears throat> a man in Russia has slapped Apple with a lawsuit and claims that his iPhone made him become gay and is demanding nearly $15,000. Don't you hate when that happens? When your phone changes your sexuality? He said he was given 69 gay coins of cryptocurrency instead of Bitcoin that he had been expecting via an app on his iPhone. Do you have gay coins? I guess so. The money came with a message that said, don't judge without trying. The man claims he did what he was told and is now in a same-sex relationship. He accuses Apple of manipulatively pushing me towards homosexuality after sending him the gay coins and claims that he is suing due to moral suffering and harm to mental health. Well, the question is, is he enjoying it? The cryptocurrency was sent to him via a third-party app, but he believes that Apple should be held responsible. For making him gay. I guess so. Two teens were at a swim team practice at the Arapahoe YMCA in Lafayette, Colorado, when they spotted a prairie dog at the bottom of the pool. They got the animal out of the water and then took turns giving it chest compressions. Their swim coach says he was shocked when the animal began to move. No way. They resuscitated it. They brought him back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Water came out of its nose and mouth, <laughs> and eventually it scurried away. So, Man. Yeah. Uh, still Maybe a, the cow will have some stories. A spokesman for Colorado Parks and Wildlife says that uh, they don't advise people to give CPR to wild animals. <laughs> I think that's sage advice. They say people should instead call their local animal control. This rabid raccoon looks bad. Um, Steve, you will love this story. Apparently, uh, cats can uh, get around much like some humans can. A couple in South China left their Russian blue at a pet hotel and hotel staff let the animal out of its cage. The animal, who wasn't neutered, was accidentally left outside of his cage the whole night. And the pet hotel staff say the animal was seen on security footage mating with five female cats over the course of the night. Wow. The animal was apparently so wiped out from its activities, it needed to be given a glucose drip <laughs> afterwards. God damn, bitch. <laughs> <sighs> 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 Have you ever heard cats mating? No. Oh, my God. It sounds incredibly painful. Is it out of hand? Yeah. Well, because the male cat the has, a barb. genita- has barbed yeah. genitalia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes they can get stuck together. Right. This guy did it five times over Man. the course of the night with five different... I could say the word, but I'm not going no. to. It starts with a P, but... Pussy uh, cats. The hotel, the pet hotel, would be compensating the owner... Of the cat as well as the owners of the cats who got pregnant. Was so the cat knocked, smoking when they? Um, I maybe they maybe that's what made them go back and, and check the footage. I bet uh, she doesn't call any of them. But he knocked a few of them up. So yeah, isn't that amazing though? But, their their sexual prowess is astonishing. Needed, like like cats. I think kittens. Cats can start procreating like at about six seven months. He oh needed a glucose strip. Uh, people apparently don't appreciate a man who pops the question with an ugly cake. Someone recently posted a photo to the Facebook group called That's It, I'm Ring Shaming. 
that shows a cake that is speckled and flesh-colored with the words, Will You Marry Me, written on top in red icing, and the ring stuck in the top of the cake. And over 200 people commented on the picture, uh, one writing, So, someone swallowed the ring and then puked it back up. (laughs) (laughs) And another one wrote, Will You Marry Me, on top of their pile of vomit. So, apparently, it looks like a, uh, a heap of puke. Uh, speaking of, uh, engagements and weddings and all that stuff, most people are usually thinking about their significant other right after saying their vows, not their Facebook profile, but to each his own. A photo shared on Facebook, a Facebook group called That's It, I'm Wedding Shaming, shows a pair of newlyweds still on the altar, logged onto their phones to immediately update their relationship status to married. They, oh they have just God. said I do, Yes. Both is that are, a thing now? Maybe it is. Maybe they're being funny. Yeah. Uh, both are typing away on their phones in the photo with the efficient in the background. And the photo was captioned with, instead of doing a unity candle or sand ceremony. A sand ceremony? Yeah, you pour two um, separate sand containers into one container and the separate sand like melts into one sand. Cups. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Two yeah. You become blend this one. In. Yeah. Two cups of sand become one cup of sand. Yes. Two girls in a cup. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Danielle and James changed their Facebook status. This is my goat, and that is your cow. To married, unimpressed people commented things like tacky and peak millennial. Uh, and you know what? We'll, uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up. We right have stuff to do, right? We have stuff. We All right, thanks. We have we livestock. Have, we have livestock to get in here. We got things to give away. So what I'd like to do is give away some passes. To the Bates Motel event that we're headed to Thursday night. It's the President Steve. Cream of the Scream. Stop number two. Bates Motel and Haunted Hayride. This is the number one haunted hayride in the entire country. 6 to 8 p.m. on Thursday. Let's take six callers right now at 215-263-WMMR and put you on the list. So to put it in perspective, Randy Bates, who runs the whole complex over there, they actually post, there. there's a there's a plaque of, um, of peed-in underwear. That they've, uh, no. that, yeah, that people have pissed themselves. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so you get a pair of tickets, 215-263-WMMR. Check out the new additions for 2019, including the zombie laser tag, escape rooms, and axe throwing. And that's Bates Motel. So we will put you on the list. Uh, keep in mind, you have a few more minutes, roughly five minutes, to enter the word favorite for Money Shark through the text at 45911 or you can enter via the mobile app or the contest page at WMMR.com. So the word again is favorite, F-A-V-O-R-I-T-E. We are going to take a break. We'll get the livestock in here. We're going to try out this goat yoga thing. It's been a thing for a while. It's lasted a hell of a lot longer than I thought it would. That's why we never really messed around with it. No, nah, we wanted to see if it would stick, and apparently it has. And apparently now it includes go- uh, cows. Uh, but it's uh, horse and goat <laughs> yoga in uh, Maple Glen and Rosebridge Farm and Sanctuary in Dresher that are stopping in. So they're coming in next. And we're also going to have Neil deGrasse Tyson on the program. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to try something out this morning. It's uh, very tranquil 
in our studio right now because we are going to <clears throat> attempt goat yoga this yeah. morning on the press. Goat yoga. It's funny because it's it's been it started off in the bizarre file. Like people are doing yoga with goats on Seems them. Seems like about two years ago? A couple of years ago. Yeah. And I thought it would just kind of phase out. Or at least move up the animal chain so that eventually you'd have gorillas and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. But it's pretty much goats. No, I have heard other things. There's like puppy yoga and yeah. stuff like that. Jellyfish but... yoga, which was actually a, a traumatic thing. Yeah, that was, that was a yeah, step it was backwards. Yeah, it was backwards. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Kathy, how did this come about? So it, they're on my fall activities list. This is how it came about. Oh. Um, yeah, so they, they do a bunch of things at these two farms, um, including like cuddling with the animals, feeding the animals. They do goat yoga at some of the wineries and breweries in the area. Uh, and I thought it was a really cool fall activity. So uh, that's how we met them. All right. So there's two groups that are here. Horse and Goat Yoga Farm. It's a farm in Maple Glen and uh, Rose Bridge Farm and Sanctuary in Dresher, PA. So they're both under the same umbrella. Okay. Which is the fuzzy hole. And, the, uh, no, no, it's not. Cool. And you can uh, you can check out the information at rosebridgefarmsanctuary.com. So we want to welcome Sarah McIntyre. Yeah. Hi, guys. How you doing, Sarah? Good, thanks. All right, so who else came with you? Because I have Brittany, Car- Carlin, is that Carlin. it? Carlin. and Kristen. Yep, and Joy couldn't make us t- make it here with us today. Well, that's so okay. I want to make sure we get a shot. She's here in spirit. Yes, All right, definitely. well, there are one, two, three, four goats and a cow. Yeah. <laughs> In the studio right now, and uh, I, I will. I do have to admit these are these are these are baby animals, or yeah, yeah for the most part. I'm they sure, Bill to... Weston cares. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're a lot smaller than I thought. When I thought goat yoga, I, I'm thinking like a full grown goat. Yeah, like that's pretty heavy. Because how big can those animals get? So by they the get way? to be about a medium to large sized dog, depending on the breed. Yeah, yeah. Is this okay. the standard size for goat yoga, baby goat? So we'll keep them doing this until they're about three, four months old. Three or four hundred pounds. Constantly, we're constantly rescuing new goats. Mm-hmm. So these goats are all available for adoption. I so, love that. I love yeah. that you do that. So it's all you're very, very focused in on the welfare of the animal. Okay. Yes. Now I always, when I'd heard goat yoga, I've not seen video. I've seen pictures, but I didn't see any of this. I, I was always under the impression that the goat was just like a companion animal, just next to you, roaming yeah. about, eating grass, what are doing what they do, crapping little pellets. <laughs> they do. And, uh, but no, they will actually climb up on you? Yeah, so a goat naturally wants to get to the highest point, so they want to jump. So if you're in tabletop or child's pose, they'll get on your back to get a better viewpoint than you have. Seriously? Yeah. So and this wow. is this is part of the whole process. So my yeah. my, my sister in law teaches y- uh, yoga and okay. teaches will do the goat yoga. She says, oh, "That's oh, that's one of the goats." She oh says, my gosh! She she it's this a lot a- of fun, but they they will make a mess periodically. They do, yeah. and it's a completely different class than you'd experience yeah. in a studio because you are talking, you are laughing, you're having this whole other experience than just the physical benefits of yoga. So if I do happy baby, is that thing going to jump up on my stomach? We try to limit the amount of time you spend on your back. Okay, that's probably. <laughs> A good call. It's not at all a complaint. It's I'm too ex- erotic. I'm yeah. excited to see the animal, but why? Why did? You, <laughs> why did you bring a cow? Uh, because he had, was also rescued as well. So, you were saying earlier, Kathy, about the two farms that we have. So we have cow cuddling with Snuggles here. Okay. And Aww. we have uh, goat cuddles, and we have bottle feeding. So you can feed the cow, you can feed the goats, and it's just a 
view into what husbandry is like and okay. farm life is like. So yeah. we have that over at Rosebridge, wow. farmsanctuary.com. And then we have the yoga, which is just the horse and goat yoga. Listen, there's a lot of therapeutic aspects yeah. to vegan, right? A lot of people, you know, we talk about therapy yeah. animals and people trying to th- bring all sorts of things on planes and so- stuff like that. But there is, uh, Preston, you were pointing out, uh, we were talking about Whitney Cummings and she does equine therapy and mm-hmm. all these things. It means a lot to a lot of people. So I guess if you're in yoga, you're doing yoga, which is sort of a contemplative sort of thing to begin with. If the animal assists, then that's cool. And honestly, um, what do you, what do you do to? Are they wearing diapers to keep them from crapping on your back? They are okay. wearing diapers. We try to make sure that they're in diapers with uh, onesies over top. When they get a little bigger, we use uh, suspenders. Okay. We keep them pretty well. Suspenders. Kept. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest thing to keep the diapers on. So we do whatever we can to limit the amount of accidents. I got you. I didn't know these were going to be baby goats. They're so, so cute. cute. Oh right? my <laughs> god, they're adorable. They're tiny. Have you ever seen like grown goats? They're they're um, devil eyes. No, their pupils are uh, rectangular. Yeah, I love them. It's really weird. So my growing up, my friend had uh, a goat, and it was a wonderful pet. It was really a wonderful pet, and uh, it, it just it, it it's you know it's unique. It's not it's obviously it's not a cat. As we pointed out, cats aren't dogs, and dogs aren't cats, yeah. and a goat is not uh, either of those. But there, it was just fun to watch this thing, you know, grow, and and uh, it was a great pet. But they are pretty loving, right? Like, yeah, they'll because a friend of mine has two of them, and she got them when they were little, and they're grown, and like they love the kids. When the kids come out to play with them, they go running. Yeah. Aww. So all of our animals, um, like I said, are available for adoption because they've all been rescued from dairy farms. Oh, now, so if you're taking from dairy farms, okay. Yeah. When I was a kid, we had we had uh, some friends that had a farm, and uh, you always had to watch your shoelaces because <laughs> they, the goats would. Eat your shoelaces. I mean, they'll chew anything. They're they'll garbage. Chew their yeah, yeah. They're they'll go after them. your hair. They'll go after your shoelaces. They'll go after anything. But back to Kathy's point about it being pairs, they are social creatures. So we will adopt them out in pairs of two because they're herd animals. They need each other. Okay. So even though they'll bond with your dog, they'll they need each other. All right. All right. So so Kathy and I are going to try a couple of yoga poses Great. with with the goats. And by the way, the the eagles. You guys brought them by the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Yeah, we did. We were over there at the Nova Care Center, and we have two little babies who are about two weeks old that need names. So if you go over to the Eagles Twitter account, you can help name these little guys, and we'll reveal that name later this week. Okay. So a quick question is: now I I just uh, um, conjectured that having a, an animal on your back forces you to balance a little bit more is there any additional aspect or is it just we try to keep the poses very very basic because we don't want anybody to be injured which can happen in yoga so we are making it tabletop we want to make sure people are healthy you don't want to repeat the mistake of bears that's also why we use the babies instead of larger goats because these guys actually don't weigh that much so them adding a little bit more weight to your lower back to give you a nice little goat massage. Oh, there you go. Okay. I, th- I would like a goat massage. I think this started with people doing bong hits. And, <laughs> I think so. And, and just... I'm not going to say you're wrong. You know, Dude, right. I want a goat on my back. By the way, this Double is... Rainbow. we rainbow. Ha- in our studio cam right now, you can see this live. You can see we have a cow in our freaking studio, right? I'm looking at the camera right now. It's on our Facebook page. The cow's eating this woman's boot here. Yes. So if you want to... We if you really want don't to want to. Peek in... I'm assuming, yeah, like you said, table or maybe cow uh, are going to be the most logical positions. But you said also... As uh, they get a little older and they get a little bit more dexterity, they're able to move with you as you transition through poses. So if you were to do a... Uh, sun salutations. 
they could start on your back in tabletop and go into downward dog. Wow. And so you, got, you guys know yeah. all, the so all the movements. They'll climb up right. to the highest part of your body and then back down. They'll even stand on your shoulder like a parrot. I mean, they're... Wow. Yeah, as so, they get a little bit bigger. So once they're young, you know, it's a little hard for them and it's a little high of a jump for them. But once they're around they're bigger, 80, they, 90 pounds. 80, 90 pounds. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. not that big. Not that big. <laughs> all right, so Preston, Preston does a, a bit with this. He actually has with his... You do it with your wife and, a, and, a, and an yeah, instructor. Yeah, we do it every and, week. And... Uh, Kathy does it. Really, Kathy, you've been doing it for a while, right? Yes, I do yoga every week. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, also on, on this, I think it's wonderful. By the way, that you're rescuing the animals, it's terrific. So, uh, and they're, and Preston's right; they're just absolutely adorable. Yeah, so, let, let, can you guys get started? Yeah, I'd love go. to see yeah, some Casey, positions. Give me some yoga music. All right, they're walking around now. Kathy's. Bring the music down just a tad there, Casey. You're not enjoying the goat sauce? Uh, no, it's it's wonderful in its complexity. Oh, there we go. Now, that's contemplative. Yeah, Kathy and Preston getting into position. And uh, they're both now on side their knees. I'm not very flexible. I can't go All right. That's okay. You're going right. to start in child's pose. All right. So they're doing child's pose. It's basically down there. They're sort of their hands are extended out. They're on their knees. And the goat jumped right up on Kathy's back and jumped oh to Preston. God. Oh, my God. And, and it's now on Preston's butt crack. It's now jumped over to Kathy. Jumped on. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're fighting to get and up on Kathy. And from here, you're going to slide your hands back under your shoulders and press down into the hands so you uh, can lift up into tabletop. Oh, oh they God. just... Kathy, whatever you're wearing is very slippery because they keep sliding off you. Steve, he just face-planted off of Preston's ribs. Oh, they're going up for a bottle, too, because there's a... Uh, and while you're here, why don't you guys take a few rounds of cat-cow. So inhale the belly down. All right. And exhale, round through the spine, press into those oh, hands, lift through those shoulders. Oh. You're okay, I promise. Preston, you have some exposed skin. Does it hurt at all when he I lands on you? a little weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Kathy, whatever Kathy is wearing, by the way... To keep them on top of you, Kathy's wearing something that I guess is extra slippery. Do you recommend any type of fabric that you wear to keep... I mean, we do like cotton, and we do want to make sure that you have a full shirt on because they do have hooves. Oh, so, so Kathy's wearing something sure cheap? You... Yeah, no, no. No, but I mean, even yoga clothes, a lot of it's that Lycra spandex, so it is going to help them slide a little bit. Um, but since they are onesied and diapered, it's limiting their mobility a little bit as oh, well. Oh, I see. Oh, two goats. Two goats on Preston. Two. Oh. <laughs> I have to say, honestly, this is adorable to see this because they're, they're jumping back and forth between both of them. They want to get the bottle. What's in the bottle? Is this a standard milk or is it a goat it's formula? A, yeah. Steve, the one goat that landed on Preston's back had a Carson Wentz baby onesie on. Well, he is a goat. Oh, look at this. So if this you guys is... want to challenge yourselves, you can inhale that left hand forward like you're shaking hands with somebody in front of you. So that palm's open towards the body. And if you want to really challenge yourself, bring that right foot back for balancing table. You can bring that foot and straighten wow. that leg. Really hug that navel into the body. Keep those shoulders and hips parallel to the earth. And, and then both press. bring the knee and hand back down. And then just sway side to side. Resituate those hands and knees. And then when you're ready, do the other side. So both Preston and Kathy are doing the uh, the. Uh, do you do you guys find it a little additionally contemplative or? Exactly. This is really it's really keeping you in the moment. So it's not going to be as meditative well, as most yoga classes. But hey, I, yoga I, I, is listen, about being I, in the I, moment I am, and with the breath. Sarah, I am aware of uh, of making sure I'm keeping my back flat. Yep. So yep. the animal Ooh. doesn't fall off. Yep. Which it just jumped off my back onto Kathy's. Yeah. So bring that knee and that hand back down, guys. 
sway those hips side to side. And if you want, come back into child's pose and you can get them off your back. Or we can keep oh. going if oh. you want. Yes. So if you'd like, tuck those toes under, try and take downward facing dog. All right. Oh. All right. Yeah, with them on your back. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. All right, so they, they, both boats keep jumping back and forth yep, between so Kathy exactly. and, and uh, Preston. Then press that chest towards the... So now their asses are way up in the air, and they're doing downward facing, or, or at least uh, prep before butt stuff. And uh, this is downward facing dog. Oh, okay. And bring this those is... knees back down to the ground, guys. See how I call this? Are you new in town? <laughs> he might be able to. Wow. So they were. They... So how how uh, so you would have a larger a larger goat for the shoulder thing, right? At this point, so that's what Kristen was just saying. We're going to give that a go with Vino right here in the Wentz jersey. Okay, so Preston, you're going to yeah, Preston, see if you... you're going to come back up. Plank. Yep. Into low plank into your back bend of choice, whether it's cobra or upward facing dog, and then you're going to press back into your downward facing dog. Oh, okay. Hang on, I don't want to. Kathy, lose. you got a goat on your ass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we're going to. Bring that right foot up and back for three-legged dog. For three-legged dog. Three-legged dog. Right leg up and back. Oh, yes. And Use your penis, Preston. Your nose, plant your right foot under the chest oh, on the oh, ground. So you... It's going to be hard to do with a goat on my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah, whole idea, yeah, damn it, Preston. It does have well, a layer gonna, of difficulty. Yeah, I'm not... The goat's going to fall. I mean, and you're in jeans. So, what? you know, a, here you go. Oh, and yeah. start wait, to stand wait. into your warrior one. You're doing a great job. Wow, really oh, so is our goat. Yep. All right, so they're both starting to stand up, oh and the goats are adapting as Kathy's. I think Kathy's going to lose her goat, but Preston's keeping his goat. <laughs> <laughs> He's very concerned about the goat's safety. Now, as well, these goats, as they grow, they will jump off barn roofs. So them falling off of your shoulder or jumping off of your shoulder oh, is okay. okay. They are safe. <laughs> As long as Emma wow. just, right just both jumped over to Preston. Beautiful, beautiful guys. Kathy's, Kathy's rocking two goats right now. <laughs> Bring those hands back down to the ground, frame that front foot, and step back. Wow. <laughs> to that high plank. Great job, Kath. And then lower Make those it. knees, chest, and chin. Are they both still there? Yeah, they're both still there. You got one on your shoulders, one on your low back. Kathy's and got inhale to your down. back bend. Plank into cobra. And you press back right into tabletop and then take child's pose. Man, look at the goats on Kathy. <laughs> it, it likes her butt. <laughs> it really does. So, and Preston, it feels pretty good. <laughs> you have the Carson Wentz goat almost up to your shoulders as you're yeah. starting to stand up. And uh, I would love to have seen the goat completely up on your shoulders. but apparently, so, so, Kathy, the goat is now eating your hair. It is, yes. Yeah. And good thing we have Kristen there. We do want to make sure that they're not chewing on hair because they can actually give you a haircut. There you go. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so if you think about what they eat in the wild, your hair really doesn't stand a chance in comparison. So listen, we try I, to make sure everybody has their hair up when they practice. I am blown away at how eager they are to jump onto your yeah, back. Yeah, you really don't need I to coax them. I thought a lot more coaxing would have to Mm-mm. take place, and you guys would actually no. have to pick them up and put them on. Nope. And you don't have to train them. To back. be honest, Preston. But really, this is just what goats do. They yeah. beat the hell out of the uh, the fainting goats. We couldn't get anything out of them. But these guys have been, <laughs> these guys haven't stopped jumping throughout the entire thing. Nice. So they're they're very eager to jump. And they were jumping between the both of you. You getting back down? You doing more goatage? Oh, no. Okay, you're coming back around. Yeah, I'm coming back around. Anybody else want to try? Casey? No, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I want to see. I want to see Nick do the uh, cow cuddling. Okay. You want to cuddle the cow? Yeah, he's got got a bum leg, so he can't do the yoga. Yeah. Kathy still has two goats on her back. You know, Preston, like to tie in our two uh, guests today, I read 
Neil deGrasse Tyson actually wrote about cows in his book. Um, they were never domesticated. They were never, I mean, they were never wild animals. They were always domesticated. Really? Yeah, 10,000 years of a domesticated animal. And now I'm gonna And now I'm going to cuddle with one. Yeah, you are going to cuddle with one. They, well, they, they're domestic and they love to be cuddled. All right, Nick, you have to get in the missionary position. <laughs> yes. And wet your lips. Uh, just a comfortable seated position is yeah. fine. Uh, so... What does Nick need to do to cuddle? I mean, is it just like you got a hug or No, what? you don't have to do anything in particular. I mean, Spread right now, the, uh, the cow is actually licking Nick. So. <laughs> oh, I can't see from where Steve, I am. Steve, it's a yeah, rough tongue like shit. a kitty's tongue. Oh, is it? Okay, so... <laughs> So Nick is uh, now getting in a sort now of receptive position. And they're forcefully <laughs> shoving the cow towards Nick. Right. <laughs> Par for the course, Preston. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Basically, it looks like... Didn't it? Preston, it reminds me of the movie <laughs> The Accused. Yeah. Uh, so Nick is now rubbing the... Uh, Rubbing the cow. Right. Is that a male or female? It's female. Male. Male, really? Male, it's a yeah. Bull. Yeah, so again, the baby goats are all boys as well because in the dairy industry, they don't serve an economic purpose. So the farmers will let them starve or they'll sell them to meat farms. Oh, this really? little guy was saved from auction be- from becoming veal. So all okay. of the animals over at Rosebridge Farm Sanctuary that you can cuddle, snuggle, bottle feed, they've all been rescued as well mm. as horse and goat yoga. All okay. of those animals have been rescued. So there's a lot of wonderfulness going yeah, over there. That's yeah. great. I mean, it's, you never see anybody leave with right. anything but a smile on their face after cuddling or after practicing. It's just pure joy. All right. Well, hang on. Horse yoga? Yeah. So you would be sitting atop the horse. They're not walking on okay. your back. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> holy <not> God. <laughs> yeah, what the hell no, is going on? not walking around. Get it off. Even a fool could kill you. So. Right. So and if you were talking earlier about the equine therapy, none of these animals are therapy animals they're not as far trained as licensing, for that. Right, right, we are yeah. not therapists. We are not going to claim that. But <laughs> laughter is medicine in itself. Yeah, we all know the health benefits of yoga and being mindful and reducing our stress is super important. Yeah. So anytime you can be around these animals and just forgetting about the struggles that you have every day or your everyday problems this is just wonderful for yeah. your own mental health. You can drape a goat on your back. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. I, I, yeah. will, I will freely admit... Um, that's a lot of fun. I, yeah. I, really, you felt a good a good vibe. Well, here's the deal. I I didn't know they were going to be. I didn't know they were going to be baby goats. They're <laughs> super duper cute. They jump up on you, and and while you are doing your yoga poses, you're really focused on balance because you don't want them to fall off. I you know don't they're want used them to, to it. Fall. Yeah, but but they're they're you know they've got a you've got to be you have the need a flat back. You need to make sure that you're moving slowly enough. And that you don't want to rush through your yoga right. poses. And you get not more. Doing, we're not doing anything too strenuous. So no. this practice is really something that's geared towards people who maybe have never done yoga before. Who maybe this is a nice way to introduce them to yoga when they may have been threatened by going to a studio or mm-hmm. somewhere that maybe they were a little more uncomfortable. Okay, I hear you loud and clear. Quick question: yeah. So with this, with the goats on the back, and you're looking to maintain your your posture and position, could the same be achieved by putting small glasses of nitroglycerin? on someone's back because obviously that presents a, a, a downside. Wouldn't to, be nearly as well. Yeah, you're right. They're so I mean, much cuter. I mean, they're so adorable. They really was, are. Yeah. This was so cute. Do you hear I that sound it. of them eating yes. too? Like, it's the cutest thing ever. All right. I'm, all right. You won me over. <laughs> right? It's yeah. so cute. Yeah, I, so I, I we was... can move from the bizarro file over into yeah. recommending this for hey, everybody. Anybody in the room ever been licked by a cow before? <laughs> Not you that have. I remember. I can't re- recommend it more highly. It's not uh, the right places. Steve, if you... Um, I, I did, actually, when I went over to... Because, you know, you when you, when you when you approach an animal, you let it smell you first. Yeah. And so when I did, the cow... 
cow licked me. And you're right, Nick. It has the uh, the texture, the coarseness of a cat tongue. It's very oh. much like a kitty lick. Wait, yeah. take real quick. Take a look at the bottle that we're going to feed the cow. Oh, my God. It's giant. Yeah, and Casey. you have to be really careful with feeding the cow because they'll oh push God. back into it. So you actually want to hold the bottle to your side <laughs> instead of directly in front of you. All right, and by the way, that nipple is so big. <laughs> wow, that, it's, it's like Farrah Fawcett. It's, it's like Farrah Fawcett, yeah. Uh, it's huge. All right, is Kathy? I can't see from here. So yeah, Kathy she's has she's, this. Yeah. She's feeding this big yeah. time. It's like she's stuck Steve. many nipples in mouths. You know, yeah. this this reminds me of that scene in Top Secret where they're dressed yeah. as the cat. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Calf goes over. And so, it's great. I love this. I don't know. There, there's something very tranquil and uh, calming about yep. these animals. No, nope, I agree. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's a great addition. All right. I want to. Look, and even Bill Weston is here. He's Bill's here. Bill Weston, hey, who hey. almost hey, had a seizure over having a horse. Bill, can you come over to the uh, microphone for a second? Let's go to Kathy's. Yeah. So um, we, we have goats and a cow. In, in our studio, defense, Bill. we did not know there was going to be a cow today. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, we had a meeting, what, just Mondays? Like, you neglected to tell them we had livestock coming in or whatever? <laughs> but they're wearing diapers. Oh, yeah. How's Bill, it? you should lie on the floor with the cow. Do you yeah. want to try one? It's get good. The, let the cow get up on your back? It is kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at how adorable know about the, the corrosive properties of bovine urine. <laughs> it's... It's not very safe to electrical equipment. Yes, no, 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 no. But it, it's absolutely fine. We're going to be all right. Oh, Aren't they adorable? It's they're so yeah. cute. They are. They are. All right. I want to mention the uh, the information. If you are interested in goat yoga at Rosebridge Farm, you can go to rosebridgefarmsanctuary.com. And you guys are in. that. That's in Dresher. Is that where you do this? Yep. The, yeah. The goat yoga? Okay, and then there's also Rosebridge Farm, or the, then there's Horse and Goat Yoga in Maple Glen. So two different locations. So they're they're close by each other, but okay. we just have to separate the husbandry and the cuddling, the bottle feeding from the yoga experience. Oh, and by the way, there's a special. If you mention Kathy's fall activities, you get one free session with the purchase of one book session Monday through Friday. So if you're interested, there's a special deal that's going on right now. And it says here you guys also do uh, Mommy and Me Mondays. Go Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, Wednesdays <laughs> and Fridays. Uh, also Tuesday, Senior and Student Day. Wednesday is Girls' Night Out. Ooh. Thursday is Singles' Night. So you, these... you and a goat? <laughs> Are these all goat yoga things? Sarah. So it's the bottle feeding, the snuggling. It's just different date ideas okay. that we wanted to make sure that, you know, you're trying to create. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I yeah. love that sound. I love yeah. it. That's really cute. I really, I think Preston, you and I could have been very successful farmers. I think we could have been. <laughs> I should have been a farmer. Hey, I do want to mention, I want to mention this thing, and they're going to they're hang out for a little while. So thank you to Sarah and Brittany and uh, Carlin and, uh, Carolyn or Carlin? Carlin and Carlin Kristen. Carlin and yep. Kristen. Uh, but Enjoy at home. Speaking of the, the, uh, the goat sounds that you're hearing in the background i saw this story i had to mention this i know we're going to break in a moment but uh tesla owners soon will be able to have their car sound like a goat yes because uh, they, they, they do all these cool things elon musk announced an upcoming feature on twitter that will be the you you will have some cool sounds for the horn or low speed noisemaker in addition to goats and farts, <laughs> Elon Musk said coconuts will also be a choice from Monty Python, and those sounds are just the tip of the iceberg, he said. 
So when a car is moving along, an electric car like a Tesla at at low speed, it doesn't create a lot of noise. Yeah. So uh, you need something to alert pedestrians that you're moving. So this 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 sound would kick in. There's a National Highway Traffic Safety Administration regulation that requires that all electric vehicles emit artificial noise at low speeds, and they need to have it by September of next year. Right, which is it's a very smart be, move. Everyone had law. a lot of concerns. I think we have the audio of that. Yeah. I have uh, a goat by my feet. Uh, so this is what the uh, these are the sounds that the Tesla will make. <laughs> That's the horn. That's legit? Yeah. 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 Legitimately, you're going to be able to use that as either your low speed sound or a horn. (laughs) And that was real in the background. Yeah. You just heard that's uh, that's here happening live. So and and we have the coconut sound. Uh, Okay. here we go. Given my choice of all these, I'd go with the coconut. I saw a, uh, hang on a second here. Whoa, there you go. I saw a text that somebody had said that, uh, and this I think would be great, is if you could use for the low-speed sound, uh, the Jetsons. Uh, oh, oh, that's perfect. Would yeah. that be awesome? Yes. Absolutely. That could, yes. <laughs> that would be badass. Do you know what, honestly, what I would put on it? I would put on the sound of a big, badass combustion engine. You know, yeah. like, like, a, like, a, like a Hemi. Well, what was that? There's a movie with uh, uh, Kevin, um, oh, King of Queens. Oh, uh, Kevin, Kevin James. James. Kevin James called The Dilemma. Yes. And that's their job is they're they're pitching to these big car companies um, sound uh, components for your uh, electric, electric car. car. Yeah. It sounds like a big, ballsy engine. That's right. That's what I'd want. Yeah. yeah. Why totally. not? It's, yeah. It's, it's sort of what we equate to speed and power. Absolutely. By the way, uh, goat pissed over here, just so you guys know. Uh, it got through the diaper? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's being cleaned up right now. You didn't need to bring that up. You really didn't. Yeah, so thanks Bill's for bringing gonna, that up. Bill's going to have a He pan. saw it. Don't worry. He was oh. here. Oh, he did? Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Now we have goat piss in our studio. Great. Now we're going to have to Not hear it. about it on Wednesday. Uh, so anyhow, I, and I'm wondering if they will allow you to create your own uh, custom sounds. Uh, you know how we can bring sound effects and use yeah, them on yeah, the air. Yeah, absolutely. I would think you'd be able to do that for a Tesla. I mean, if you if you pull up to if, if you're pulling up to an intersection, yeah, I had three testicles, and use that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody would get out of your way, right? right yeah. as, as your horn, I had three testicles. I think, and we would have to do a whole line of, Preston, of Gary of Gary Lauer, Gary Lauer, yeah, yeah. and Preston and Steve sounds. I had three testicles for your car. Can you do that? Can you customize? Can you, well, well, that's we, what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah we be, should probably. I mean, if we can. Much like we have our ringtones, we should be able. We should do like customizable. I yes. wonder if the um, if the agencies though will have very strict um, oversight. Well, if they're allowing, uh, uh, oh, I have a, a goat eating my, uh, my yeah. shoelaces. But if you were to like, you know, um, <laughs> so the great thing is if you're at a if you're at a red light and the person in front of you is not going and it turns green and. You know how, like, we've often talked about how you, you wish you had, like, a nice horn? A friendly horn. Yeah, a friendly horn. Like, you could say, yeah. hey. Yeah. Know, hey, hey, buddy. Hey. Yeah, something that is not as, as confrontational. Yeah. Me, me. Yeah. Yep, I like that idea. Uh, Musk did not give an exact date on when to expect the noisemakers, but they are coming out with that. So, just a heads up on that. <laughs> All right, listen. We're going to take a break. We're going to go play with the animals for a little while. Yeah, yeah. During this commercial break, because they're too damn adorable. And if you're interested in the goat yoga, you can check out rosebridgefarmsanctuary.com. And like I said, uh, if you mention Kathy's fall activities, yes, 
Uh, you can receive one free session with the purchase of one booked session Monday through Friday. Uh, so thank you again, Sarah. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks very, for having us. We really appreciate you guys. Really eye-opening. So thank you to Sarah and Brittany and Carlin and Kristen. And who's at home? Joy? Joy. Enjoy at home. <laughs> what Stop up? talking about me. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. And when we return, Mr. Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson will be on the program. Stay down. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest is uh, world-renowned, and uh, he's a worldly-known good guy, as he we is say around here <laughs> yes. on, the, on the Preston and Steve <laughs> show. But uh, we've had him on the program before, one of the most compelling conversations, and uh, just so easy to talk to about complex issues, simple issues, uh, makes it really, really easy. Pop to culture. With. Pop yeah. culture, yeah. all of that stuff. So uh, we're happy to have him on. He's promoting this really cool book. I'm so glad he's published this book. And again, it's not dismissive to say it. It's a really kick-ass Bathroom reading book. I agree with it's you, really sir. Good. And we need our bathroom books. We do. Letters from an astrophysicist is the title. Please welcome Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. to the program. Hey. Good morning, Neil. Thank you, Thank you very much. I, is it a high compliment to be a bathroom book? I, I have to say yes. I, I think there's a specific kind of book. I hope you take it as a compliment because it was intended as such. <laughs> okay. But those ones where you can just sort of, you know, just it, you can jump in at any point and yeah. and and enjoy it, and it's it's a an absolutely enjoyable book. I read the the Da Vinci Code exclusively <laughs> in the bathroom. There you go, and that and was a huge a, bestseller. That's a pretty good book. So yeah. you know, uh, no, Neil, I'm, okay, I'm I'm really happy that you wrote this book. It is um it's very consumable in that you know in that yeah. bathroom terminology because you can spend a little bit of time with it and you're not lost, uh, and and stay with the concepts and you do tackle a lot of different concepts in this, from the very deep to the very uh, fun. And um, this has been in the works. Had you saved all these letters with this uh, intention over the years? Yeah, that's a great question. So there was a period of time where my email was publicly available. You had to, you know, a few clicks down into the website, but you could find it and people would write letters. And about half the letters were sort of how far away is the sun or, you know, sort of simple science-y questions. And I have a whole staff that can field those so the, there was a different set of letters where i found where i had said something or they i gave a talk or people read something i wrote where they were moved by it or they had some existential angst triggered by it and then they write to me with this line of questioning and and even not even not all of those are in the book the ones where i found where i had to do a little bit of extra homework to make sure my answer was thorough or if, if, if there was an extra higher level of sort of literary attention I gave to my sentences or the composition, I said, you know, I might want to reuse this one day for in a volume. So I put it aside in a folder. Okay. And so over the years, about 500 of those, I said, it's time to do something with this. And we called even from those 500. This book has 101 of the most, um, the, the most, uh, <laughs> how should I put it? Letters that really issue forth from people's soul of curiosity and angst. <laughs> no, that, that, I completely understand that because it, yeah. it, it, it is um, 
I mean, I mean, in in a way, it is a uh, it's a it's a snapshot of different you know aspects of 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 your life, and we're all co- complex beings. And and something that really jumped out at me was your your letter that you wrote, your observations right after nine eleven, because I think we were just blocks away from everything that went down, and it, it, it you know, and and it, it actually took me viscerally back to that point in time, and and. Um, you know, you who, who deal with the, the expanse of the universe brought down to this couple of block piece of real estate. It was just an interesting thing to see. And it, it reconnected me back to that time. So it, it's yeah. and, and that obviously that's what you were looking for when you put the book together. Yeah, that's right. And so that, so it's called Letters from an Astrophysicist. About 10% of the letters are just my open letters. One of them is to NASA. Uh, that There's the September 11th letter. There's a, a letter to my parents in celebration of their 30th wedding anniversary many moons ago, of course. But the, the, you add those to other people's letters in, presented in the, the exchange where prisoner who is in prison for seven years and his kids are teenagers so he's going to miss their teenage growth and yeah. he's asking and he knows that they're good in school and like science and he asks me is there any advice i can give him uh, uh websites or resources that he can share with his kids that way his kids will be reminded that he still loves them <sighs> and it's like oh my gosh then there's another one from a middle schooler where he's uh, he's he's being bullied in school. People are calling him a nerd and geek. He wants to be an astronaut and a, and a and an aerospace engineer. He's in middle school, right? And he's writing to me to if I can advise him on extra things he could do for his science fair project. Because get this, if he does well on the science fair project, maybe his fellow students will stop making fun of him. Uh, oh, it's like oh my gosh! Wait, 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 wait! But wait, and it said. And by the way, my he says as he speaks as in his letter he says, and I have mental seizures every now and then, and I had one last summer at space camp, and the kids really made fun of me then more than ever, and and so I was like, oh gosh, and so so it's it's I'm I'm I am honored. I it's it's a, it's a huge responsibility to for for me to receive letters like this from people who, who who see me as someone who I think who might bring some cosmic perspective to illuminate their their dilemma or whatever decision path they might make or whatever boost they might need. Um, and so there's another woman who's raising a 10-year-old child who's on the autism spectrum, and she's Jewish, taking her son to Hebrew school. And he came back one day and said, I don't believe in God and Bible's all fairy tales. And why? And and she she asked, where did you get these ideas? And he said, Cosmos. (laughs) Uh Do I even keep reading the letter? Yeah. And and so, but I I just, I I won't tell you what my reply was, but I can tell you that in her reply to me, inviting me to his bar mitzvah. Wow. (laughs) So all went well. Yeah. You know, if it's interesting that you mentioned people want your 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 cosmic experience, your your uh, your advice, and as as Steve had said, you know, this expanse that you deal with as a profession, and I'm only a couple of chapters in, but but I've also watched many videos and and seen you speak many times. Uh, your uh, while this great beyond this this huge infinity that goes on forever forever around us, the advice you almost always give comes back to the individual and the person and who they are 
And I don't know why I'm surprised by that. Um, I, I, I'm, I, Otherwise, it's not useful. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you are yourself. No one else is you but you. So advice has to be specific to you. Uh, well, it, it doesn't have to be, but I think it's most potent you, if it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so uh, uh, there's another example of someone. There's actually a relative of mine who wrote to me who, when her father died, she, she had a two-way conversation with him while he was on the slab in the funeral home and then asked me, what do I think happened? Is that she hallucinated? Could, could it have been real? And there's a, I give a full account. And what I tell her is, okay, next time this happens, don't ask, oh, uh, how, how are you? Are you good? Are you in a better place? No. Well, do that, but, if, but don't stop there. Say things like, where exactly are you? Are you wearing clothes? Do you eat? You know, get, in, get actionable information out of that conversation. The next time that happens, if we want to try to ask, is this a genuine encounter you're having with the, other, with the great beyond? And so I, what I try to do is empower people to, to, be, to be better investigators of phenomena that happen around them. And that's a whole other set of those letters, as well as an entire chapter, the only couple of chapters in. There's an yeah, just a couple of chapters, of, yeah. There's an entire chapter on hate mail. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I got a really pissed off letter from a third grader, third or fourth grader, oh. back when Pluto got demoted. Oh, this, oh it, yeah. it, it's hilarious. What, what, what does he refer to you as? A, a signed, uh, um, he, he, mis, he misstates it. Uh, he doesn't. He, oh, oh, no, no. There's another letter of someone who was apologizing. There's a 22-year-old man, a uh, young man, who wrote me a letter saying, Dear Dr. Tyson, I want to apologize. I might have hurt your feelings. Twelve years ago, I wrote a letter when I was ten, and I was angry with you for demoting Pluto, and I called you a poo-poo head. And I wasn't <laughs> That's it. That's it. I hurt your feelings. It was, but this other letter, this is fourth grader, angry, it's handwritten, scrawled with crooked lines and everything, and everything's misspelled. And at the end, it says, "Please write back soon." But not in cursive because I can't read cursive. Oh <laughs> my gosh! The cutest thing That's ever. Great. Do you know what? So, so I heard a while ago, like a, a, you know, uh, if you go to a therapist, go to a therapist who goes to a therapist, and 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 I, and I and I judge, you know, the way you respond and the way that you handle when you've. I, I've seen you and, and obviously follow you on, on uh, through social media and you know your, your various television appearances and Cosmos and all the, the shows and everything. And when you have been wrong and when you have made a misstep, the way you respond to it informs me about you, you know, and 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 who you are. So when you're disseminating, you because sometimes when so many people are turning to you for this kind of advice, it can almost I, I assume it can sort of impact you in a way like. Well, you're you're questioning yourself, you know, and so I, I assume you you have to do a, a check on yourself now and then, correct? That's a great question, and let me just if I take a minute to tell a story here. So I, you know, I don't think much about religion; it's not, not been a big part of my life. Yeah, but I know it's a big part of other people's lives, right? And so, in a country where that freedom is protected constitutionally, yeah. and I, I greatly value that fact, and it was a source of much of our immigrants is escaping whatever religious prosecution right. de- wherever they came from. So I'm here studying the universe, and I find that almost every time somebody asks a question about science and God or science and religion, they don't usually ask that first, but like save it for the end. And initially I said, well, we don't think much about it. We just do science. Then I thought I'm capable of a more nuanced deeper answer than that if I do some homework. So I started buying various Bibles, and the King James, and the different translations, and then the Torah, and, and the Quran, and, the, and you know, the, 
all the tracks of the spin-off of the Protestant religion, so the Christian Science one. Right. Uh, the the what's the one that was controversial? Then they had the HBO special on it. Oh, uh, Scientology. Um, Scientology. So I read up on all of it and Mormonism, and then I started learning. This is how this, and this is why. This is their foundations. So now, if I get a question, I can speak at least from a, a mildly informed platform mm. regarding their question. Okay. And in there are questions from Christians who want to reconcile uh, uh, science and, and, and God. There's a question from uh, uh, a Buddhist, a Muslim, and a, and a Jewish woman who uh, with the 10-year-old kid. Yeah, so, yeah. So I feel comfortable now engaging in those ways. And those are in the book. And you see less of that in my public persona because these are one-on-one individual exchanges. Uh, so I would like some advice on, on something that uh, perplexes me, and you write about it in the book, Dr. Tyson, but uh, I encountered this firsthand for the first time in a, in a long time on Friday night. Um, I, uh, somebody came up to me, and she, she was a flat earther, and she was very nice and really polite, um, but I found myself being incredibly uh, dismissive, and I didn't want to engage at all because I, I find that to be – personally, I find it to be ridiculous. And, and I'm I'm looking for advice on how to engage with somebody like that who believes in a wholly different set of values than I do. Um, and I know how you feel about it. I know how you, you talked about it with with Bob the rapper. Um, but I'm, yeah. how, how should I address something like that? That's a great question. And generally, publicly, I don't engage people who just way off to the side. You, you don't. You, you generally don't see me, like I said, in such debates. I made the exception in this book to include my reply to the rapper Bob. Um, because it, I did it live on, on the Larry Wilmore show on Comedy Central, yeah. and it was in a mic drop kind of moment. Um, and that was a, more aggressive than I typically am in conversations with people who feel things deeply. All I can say is, so, so I've said two things. The rise of flat earthers in our culture, I think, is evidence of two, of two things. One, it's a reminder that we live in a country that protects free speech. A. B, it's a reminder that we have a failed educational system <laughs> because these are people who don't know what evidence is or how and why evidence works to have you to convince you of what is true and what is not true and the whole point of the enterprise of science is to, to is first to protect to to insulate you from thinking that something is true that is not or that something's not true that is Right. This is our. This is the great. Uh, the, these are the great weaknesses we have in our in our sensory system, and so the methods and tools of science inoculate you against those errors. So now, someone is a flat earth. What I would say is, what would it take to convince you that Earth is round? Wow. And generally, they don't have an answer for that. Mm. It's, it's and because we have all. <laughs> is it a picture from space? And and, and part, I joke about it. I, I say. All the flat earthers, it's really a conspiracy among them to be the first to be launched into the orbital. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking that's the only way to convince is to get the head honcho of the flat earthers and he goes up and comes back and says, um, it's round, you know, yeah, you know. I think it's a ploy just to get so they all get to do that. But yeah, so flat earthers are dressed in there. Someone asked about Bigfoot. And a very simple question, could there be a large hairy ape wandering the Pacific Northwest? And I gave, I thought, was a very sensible answer. I said, you know, the rate at which we've been discovering large mammals as new species has dropped to near zero. And the only ones we've found lately have been like fishes in the bottom of very deep gorges of the ocean. because We don't live on the bottom of the ocean, so you can expect larger animals to 
to go un, undiscovered. Other things we're discovering are like new kinds of bacteria or new insects, but large, hairy ape. If it's an ape, that means it's a mammal, and that would mean there's got to be at least two of opposite sex if they're going to make more of them. Mm -hmm. And so you should be looking for two of them. And plus, it's not just the animal you're looking for. Presumably, they would leave poop behind mm -hmm. or some, some kind of evidence. And so when I said this, the, the guy wrote back and said, you know, as a scientist, I thought you'd be more open-minded. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's possible to be so open-minded that your brain spill out. <laughs> well, I, I think what happens is a lot of times with these people and, and you know, and, and, and to, to like Nick's point is I think it's it's more about extending, as you're saying, well, let's have a let's have a conversation, even if it's absurd or, or you know, and, and, and to try to extend, uh, you know, um, a, a commonality or something that can sort of convince them. But there are some people who just really enjoy that. And if that's their thing and that gets them. That gets them through life, and they're in general pleasant people otherwise, and they simply believe in Bigfoot, and they, they do charitable work. Okay, believe in Bigfoot. Uh, I, what, I, what I told the guy was, you should – all this effort you're spending trying to convince people in the absence of evidence, of strong evidence – Instead, you should be using that energy to find Bigfoot. Exactly. So that you don't, you don't. It's, it's not a matter of fuzzy images or anything. And by the way, we are now uploading. Is it a billion photographs a day hmm. to the internet? Everybody is a recording device, including video. Where are all the images of people getting abducted onto flying saucers that were so rampant <laughs> before the age of everybody having a camera? Right. It's hard to. It's hard. I was talking to my kids, and I, I reminiscing about something early in my life. He said, "Do you have photos of that?" And I said, "No, I don't. Everyone <laughs> didn't have cameras all the time. <laughs> yeah. Every moment of everybody's lives was not documented. So we now have photos of very rare things, like buses tumbling in in tornadoes. Right? Yeah. I knew it happened because the bus was wrapped around the tree after the fact. But now you can see that happening. Yeah. So because everybody has a video camera in the day, you wouldn't say, "Oh, the bus is tumbling. Let me run home and get my video." You would just run home and stay. So I'm just saying that with a billion images a day, the it seems to me you could have streamed your video of your encounter with the alien and not use the excuse that the alien wiped the disc clean. <laughs> right. right? I, so I'm thinking, you know, it's, these haven't been real. Yes, you don't know what you're looking at in the sky, so it's a UFO. That's what the U stands for. We need to remind ourselves unidentified correct and once you say you can't identify it you can't in your next sentence say i don't know what it is therefore it's aliens visiting from outer space this is not a, you can one it does not a conclusion from the other right yeah. it just classifies it as unidentified <clears throat> yep yeah i'm sure I, I have no problem saying there's lights in the sky you don't know what it is i don't have any problem with that go investigate it okay drag an alien into the square you know what i worry i worry, I worry that <laughs> I've said this before. I worry that the aliens have actually visited us, but they happened to land during Comic-Con and nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought it was another oh a, a satellite. Basically. I love that. Uh, that would be bad luck. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, it's Neil deGrasse Tyson, and uh, the book he's promoting is called Letters from Astrophysicists. There was a discovery that was announced on Monday. I'm sure you're aware of it, but uh, 20 new moons have been found around Saturn. Uh, this yeah. is through uh, Scott Shepard at the Carnegie Institution for Science. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it always amazes me, these things that we consider to be right around the corner. 
you know, uh, on uh, if you're talking about universe size, uh, that that there, we're still discovering all these things uh, to this day and continue to, and that's the nature of science. I have, I do have a question. Before your time is through, what what are a couple of the of the groundbreaking things? What what are the holy grail discoveries you would like to see take place before you leave this earth? You mean before I die? Before yeah. you die, sir. <laughs> because uh, I'd like to be buried so that I actually don't leave the earth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In that way, I, uh, the flora and fauna can dine upon my rotting carcass. There you the go. I, the way I have gained nourishment from flora and fauna throughout my nice, life. Nice. So no, I would not leave the earth. I'm still here. So uh, I would say, let me give you kind of a pop-out answer to that. Sure. Um, all right, you ready? Yeah. So I, the question that I want answered is the question we don't yet know to ask because it would only arise once we've answered the questions we've currently posed. Okay. That's what I think about. I lay awake at night wondering because, as I've said, as the area, think of a circle growing, as the area of your knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of your ignorance. And so because that's the perimeter of the circle reaching out into the unknown, but the perimeter gets larger. So I wonder what questions might I have that I have no concept of because we're not there yet. Wow. And so that's a, it's a weird sort of unanswerable question. Right? Okay. We're not there yet. We're yeah. not there yet. Uh, we have to build another vista out into the unknown, and then you can see beyond that. It's like seeing beyond your current horizon. That's what intrigues intrigues me most. Now let me give you the standard answer to that. Um, I, I want to know about dark matter and dark energy, um, two great mysteries of the universe that's driving 95, 96% of all that's going on in the universe is unknown to us. So dark dark matter is, is basically what the universe is comprised of? Well, so dark matter is responsible for like 85% of all the gravity of the universe. So it's most of what's driving phenomenon in the universe, and we don't know anything about it. That's and amazing. We just, we just know that it's there. Yeah. And then, excuse me. And then there's dark energy, which is this mysterious pressure in the vacuum of space, forcing the universe to accelerate against the wishes of gravity. We don't know what what's causing that either. You add those two together, it's 96% of what is driving this universe. And everything you know and love, the laws of physics and chemistry and biology and life, and happens in the 4% of what we know. Now we, we we feel really good about that four percent, but I, I, so I want I want to know what's in the rest of that ninety six percent because once you find out, it may apply to other things, give us solutions to things we didn't even that were dangling there. You say, oh, it solves that problem too. Yeah, that happens all the time in science. Okay. I also want to know what's around before the beginning of the universe, before the Big Bang. Yeah. Totally want to happen there. Also, I want to know how we went from organic molecules to self-replicating life. These are all frontiers uh, in physics, astrophysics, and biology. One thing that I know is that uh, I think you can tell a lot about a person by uh, who they follow on Twitter. You only follow 39 people, and one of them <laughs> is Pee Wee Herman. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious because this is now the second Pee Wee Herman reference we've had on the show this week. Why and what is your love of Pee Wee? Okay, so I once said it. Uh, I took one day to post, was it 15, 20 tweets? Uh, and the hashtag was, Things I do that are below my um, – that betray my maturity level or something. <laughs> or right. Something that show that I'm really not 
a mature adult. And in that list, it was, I'm in an important board meeting in one of these rarefied rooms, right? And because I'm on, serve on a few mostly not-for-profit boards, and the, the chairs are always swivelly. So I sit down and I swivel in the chair. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. You know? You're supposed to sit there and not pretend like it's fun. In this, but I, I'm sorry. I do it. When I'm, when I'm sipping a milkshake, I will always make that noise at the end of the milkshake because I want every last bit. Mm-hmm. It's a noisy thing with the straw and the bottom of the milkshake. Sure. I will do that. Uh, if there's a puddle in front of me, I will jump into the puddle. I will fist bump. Toddlers in strollers as they go by me. I, they they always do it. They know exactly what that is. I ride shopping like, carts when I'm going out to my car <laughs> exactly, at the grocery store. Exactly. You, you step on the thing and see how far you can glide. Totally. I'm a little, yeah. heavy. I'm a little heavy now, so it's time to get to the, get to the grocery. Well, that gives you a test yeah, inertia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so this uh, I will look up and try to uh, uh, bite the uh, snowflakes as they fall. So these are things. <laughs> That we've forgotten how to do as adults that I still do because I still feel very strong kid in me. And that is exactly Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Pee Wee is a grown man mm-hmm. who's, it, w- w- that has trapped a kid inside his body. Mm. Yeah. And and uh, I, I just saw he posted a little video of, of uh, ghosts from some old, tiny, black and white uh, cartoon. There's ghosts. Ghost dancing, like okay. you know, oh, I've seen that. It's great. It's a classic, Cla- classic footage. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Beautiful. So Pee Wee Herman is one of the thirty-nine, and NASA is in there, and a few other. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, um, I don't know if you follow Terrence Howard or not, but uh, I wanted to ask you, going back to your uh, uh, answer about things that you would like to know before you die. Um, so Terrence Howard, a couple of weeks ago, before the Emmys, claimed that he had answers to the universe that uh, that he was going to unveil for us mathematical equations and stuff uh, about what's between waveforms and, and everything. Did you hear anything about that? And... Uh, well, yes. Uh, okay. Actually, he actually corresponded with me, asking uh, me questions about this. All, all right. So are you here to say that Terrence Howard is the new face of astrophysicists? <laughs> I'm here to say, and I told him flat out, I said, Terrence, just because you learned multiplication makes things bigger because he has a he's worried that one times one should not equal one okay that it should equal two right and i said no one plus one yes two so so and so i said just because you learned it that way doesn't mean that's how it is or should be multiplication can actually make numbers smaller you could play take 10 and multiply it by a half you get five, mm-hmm. right? So I just explained this to him, and so therefore his urge to make multiplication of all kinds make things bigger, he felt he was onto something there, and I said, I can't embrace this. <laughs> but out at the end of all of his work, he produces art. There's some art. Um, uh, there's artwork that is produced, and I said, the art is brilliant, and I don't care how you got to that art. If it's through this, you know, these other means. This derangement. <laughs> yeah. So th- listen, whatever whatever incites art is is fine. I, I, I'm a big fan of art and whatever inspires it. So I was there with. I said, fine, go for it. But uh, and so he's. I guess I don't know if he's put it out yet or not. But it's based on the premise that one times one equals two. That's how we started it. Okay. Well, now, let me. Now, let, let he me... didn't release it because he said he was going to at the at the uh, Emmys. He was going to release it the next day, and I haven't seen anything since. Mm-hmm. No, it looks and like Howard. Something. People don't know he's one of the stars in um, Empire. 
vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he was also was some other movie, Iron Man, movie. as well. He was the original. Yeah. But I, I wanted to ask you. Speaking of artwork, you had you you have taken issue with the movie poster for Frozen. Would you explain uh, what's going on there? <laughs> what? Well, okay, so. My, you know, my movie tweets are so misunderstood. I, no, I, I, I love, I love your movie tweets, and I, and I, I love, I love your, 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 your precision. I love that you forced them to rework the sky in Titanic. I did do that. Yes. Yeah, so, so explain. They, yes, they did that. and they did it with an homage to you. So, explain Frozen because I think it's hilarious. Wait, I just got just to, just to set the record straight. I would not normally complain unless the. <laughs> I said, I'm so you were laughing. I'm just I'm just so misunderstood. I, I a, a year ago I came. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And then people said, "No, oh, you got to do it. You got to do this." So I took a poll and I said, "Who wants me to do this?" And who says I annoy them? And how many people don't care? Eighty-five percent. I forgot the exact number. Eighty-five percent said keep doing it. All right. Ten percent said you annoy me. Five percent said I don't care. So I said I'm back in the business. Okay. Well, lest That's lest we re- lest we forget that you you complimented f- the first Frozen for and I so yeah go ahead. So the, the movie poster for the second Frozen showed what to me looked like an ice crystal. It had all the trappings of an ice crystal, except it didn't have six points to it. Everybody knows. When water freezes into a crystal, the snowflakes have six spindles. This had four spindles, and that's the only thing on the poster. So, so now remind you, we're talking about a movie that has talking snowmen. Right. So, so, You're not that upset about it. I, I have to be. You got to tiptoe here. So I said, I said, in your original uh, Frozen, in Frozen One. You correctly re- re- represented snowflakes with six spindles, and I showed that poster. So I said, so either Frozen 2 takes place in a different universe with different laws of physics, or somebody messed up the poster. <laughs> and, what, and people started saying back to me, but Neil, you've already accepted talking um, uh, uh uh, talking snowman, but notice how I my you know my tweets are very carefully worded. Yes, yeah. I said you did it right the first time. There's no excuse the second time. Uh, right, and that was my that was my only point. Well, okay. uh, and it's right. and you also pointed out that there 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 are guys who are pulling ice blocks out of water, and you were saying that they were floating at the at the proper height. So you're, you're giving uh, them right. props. Yep. The brilliant opening scene with the ice harvesters, where they cut the ice off the lake. And the big chunks of ice, and they load it onto the van, and there's Aurora Borealis in the background, and they got a fun working song that they're that they're working to, and the ice is floating 10% out of the water, as any good ice, you know, red-blooded ice cube should be doing. <laughs> I love it. I love, yeah, the I love it. on that, it was accurate. Yeah. Um, uh, Neil, you know, before we wrap, I do want to, there was, a, I want to reference uh, one of the letters. And by the way, Neil's uh, book is called Letters from an Astrophysicist. It's uh, really good. Somebody writes in and asks about um, IQ test. And uh, you, you had a very interesting answer about uh, people who scored. There was a study that was done of, of kids at, uh, from a particular school that was, had several people that were um, all high IQs in the hundred, you know, I don't even know what high IQ, 150, somewhere in that range above that. And you had pointed out you've never had your IQ tested. That's uh, right. And that you yourself were kind of a mid-level student, I think, in high school. No, well, so the problem is that sentence is a little misleading. Okay. My grades were mid-level. Okay. But I was anything but a mid-level student. 
student in the sense that I was in the astronomy club. I had a dark room at home where I took photographs. I did research on eclipses. I, I went to Stonehenge in England on a scholarship wow. to study uh, astronomical alignments. And all of that took place outside of the classroom. Hmm. So you can say I'm, I'm an average student because my grades were average, but that doesn't capture the rest of what I was doing in my life. Mm-hmm. So the problem is we cue our assessments of people, of students, based on, on grades. Mm-hmm. And people can be so much more complex than that. That's right. People who, who have singing talents and musical talents and who have very strong personalities that get people to like them. They might become politicians or all these things that don't are not encoded in the GPA. And in fact, they're also not encoded in an IQ test. Plus, because the IQ test has the word I in it, the letter I, you're thinking that that is all the intelligence that could possibly be measured within you. And the IQ test, I think, is misnamed. It should just be called a test. Yeah. A test for some stuff about you and how did you do, all right? And, oh, you scored high, you scored low. Oh, that's interesting. If you're now going to say that if you scored high in that test, you're going to win a Nobel Prize or you're going to be transformed the world, well, plenty of people have won Nobel Prizes or have transformed the world in a thousand ways that did not score high or were not exceptional students. So the the educational system, I think, needs to be broad enough. I have nothing against tests. It's the emphasis we all place on tests. By the way, I don't know how how old any of y'all are, but I bet if anyone asks you, when was the last time someone wanted to know your GPA? can't even remember, right? Yeah. You guys are successful uh, radio announcers and respected by a, a, an entire community, and somehow we're going to say, oh, but you didn't get a high grade on a thing? Why? I, I, I have to tell you this. This is the God's honest truth, and I've said this many times on the show. I, I, have, I have never once been asked about any education, whether, I, I kid you not, whether, if I've had an elementary school education, I don't want to diminish or diminish the, the importance of an education. However, you're, you're exactly right in, in that uh, there have been tests that say there are some people who are just good ta- test takers and, and that, and that it, it, it doesn't always indicate you know, the ability, as you said, to, to change the world in many different ways. I think if you, right. if you, if you can incite and inspire and, and find out for kids or in school or in college or whatever, what excites you, what motivates you mm-hmm. to move forward? That's the thing that is exactly it. So it's because what you want to do is create a lifelong learner upon graduating from school. But who do you have now? You have people saying school's out and they throw their, their paper in the air as though they're delighted that they don't have to learn again. There's even one of the famous rock songs. Who, who's it by? School <laughs> is out. Yeah, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Alice Cooper, right? Yeah. That's even, a, it's even an anthem of an heiress. That tells you, I'm not complaining about the kids who feel that way. I'm complaining about the system that allows that to even be a state of mind. Yeah. That, that they're not allowed it, but 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 some by its failings in, enable that to be a state of mind. Mm-hmm. So so there is no teacher in my entire life who ever would have said in the moment, "He'll go far. Watch him." And meanwhile, I know what I'm into. I know what I'm about. It's not like I'm a late bloomer. It's I knew I wanted to do astrophysics from age nine. All right. So don't tell me, oh, I just uh, got age grades and only later on became something. I do. 
that I had interest and I would be a lifelong learner. I'm still a lifelong learner. Uh, and I, I, I try to make it not a day go by where I try to, where I learn something. Yeah. The most frustrating thing. And it's so sad. Sometimes you, we'll, we'll get into in, in, in here and they know what they're going for. It's very inspiring, but you'll, you'll talk to some, some kids or nieces or nephews or whatever. And I don't know, I don't know what I'm, I'm interested in. And it's, it's like, you know, there's, there's been, I don't think there has been any encouragement, you know, to, 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 to go for it. You, do you so like that? Are you, are you excited about that? Pursue it. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't get that enough. So I, yeah. I agree a thousand percent. Yeah, I found it encouraging. And, and there, are letters, there are letters in the book that actually are uh, people are writing from all different ages and all different chapters in their life where they need to make a decision about what they will do next. Yeah. And a lot of it is exposure. You know, if you don't know what you can be when you grow up, you don't, you're not going to make as informed a decision as you can. So I'd like to think that this book is a um, it's 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 a, it's a display of all the ways people have thought about the challenges of their lives and the ways in which a little bit of cosmic perspective can illuminate it. There's something in there for everybody. I, I, and it's, I agree. it's a really it's, as they yeah. say an easy read with yep. a lot to offer. Yep, and uh, park it in the bathroom. Spend some time. <laughs> I'm sorry Perfect. about that, but that's where I do my real reading. Thank you for that very high compliment. <laughs> we we do. Hey, listen, we love having you on, Neil. It's, uh, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, take care, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Okay. Always fun. Thanks. All right, thank okay, you, bye. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. From an astrophysicist, that man is awesome. Yeah. I love speaking to him, and the book is really great. And it is short. You can literally sit down and read for a minute and then come back to it later if that's all the time you have. I love stuff like that. I do, too. Yeah. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. I want to thank our friends. who are, We have a real Philly deli in the house here this morning. And what a spread. Linen Italian Market in the Northeast. Oh, they were so great to get stuff together and bring it by for us today. Uh, they are uh, helping promote the Deez Watson Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. They just made some fresh goat burgers. Oh, my God, tonight. really? Right yeah, off. Oh, it's, it's my God. <laughs> Where'd they get the I don't even know where they got that. It Actually, up. they brought the Linden Club, which features Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli. Uh, well, you can get the the, uh, the sharp cheddar cheese. The C-sharp cheese, it says here. Watson uh-huh. C-sharp cheese. I, I think that's well, Cooper Sharp. Uh-huh. Uh, pepper, turkey, bacon, romaine, tomato, and tomato, and garlic pesto sauce on a seeded roll. Yum, yum. Check out the guide, gang. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. WMMR has your fall fix. With our special orange and black keys weekend. The big joint will be rocking with the Flyers home opener this Wednesday. Followed by the Black Keys in concert Monday, October 14th. Listen all weekend to win free tickets to one of these MMR events. Tickets for both nights at Wells Fargo Center Philly.com and Orange and Black Keys Weekend from 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's uh, dive into these stories, <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. <laughs> All right, brought to you by Gwen and Mercy University, where you can make a difference and a living. Check out one of their fall open houses, Saturday, October 19th, or Saturday, November 9th, to learn more about their excellent academics, generous scholarships, and deep commitment to service. Sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. An Oklahoma woman underwent surgery after a dog shot her in the thigh. Oh, no. In a pickup truck stopped at a railroad crossing. 
The 22 caliber gun went off Thursday afternoon when Molly, a yellow Labrador retriever puppy, jumped onto a backseat console spooked by the passing train. Passenger Tina Springer was expected to recover. Now, the driver of the pickup and the dog's owner, Brent Parks, who was 79, called 911 to report the shooting. Maybe next time you'll give me a treat. The 911 operators heard asking Parks the dog shot her. Parks said, yeah, he stepped on it and went off. Later in the recording... My old lady got shot by her puppy. Now, listen to this. Later on in the recording, Springer, that guy, is yeah. or the girl, is heard crying in pain, and Parks tells her, oh, come off it. You're tougher than that. I know. She's got shot in the leg. Oh you know how the bitches get when they get shot uh, reports, by their pets. Reports described uh, Springer as Parks' caretaker. Uh, the guns, Very caring. By the way, gun serial number had been scratched off, so they might have some questions, even though it was a dog that did the shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finger wasn't loaded, but it hit the target anyway. When Mark Dino Russo witnessed an out-of-control car careening into two people last week, and then noticed a driver apparently trying to sneak away. He raised an empty hand, pointed in his index finger at the driver, and yelled, Stop a hole or I'll shoot. <laughs> just an empty, just a finger. And it worked. It worked. No <laughs> yeah. Russo said that he was stopped at a light. He said, I saw this car, black sedan, coming fast with its lights off, and it hit the curb. Went up into the air and rolled, and I think it hit a telephone pole. Russo said that right before the crash, while he was waiting in the light at the light, he noticed a woman on a path near the park after the crash. Uh, there was all kinds of dust and debris flying in the air, and I wondered about her. So Russo drove into the lot, got out of his car, and saw the woman lying on the ground. She wasn't moving, he said. Some other people were saying it didn't look good. Well, he looked toward the wrecked car and noticed a young man walking away from the wreck and moving across the park's ball field. He said it looked like him. Uh, I just had a feeling that he was going to run away, and I just decided I wasn't going to let him. So he got about 150 <laughs> feet away. He started to break into a run. Russo at first yelled, hey, at the suspect, who stopped and turned to look at Russo. And that's when Russo, standing behind the open door of his truck, drew his deceptive digit and yelled his command, hey, a-hole, stop or I'll shoot. Do they have invisible guns? I better stop. (laughs) Surprising even Russo, the stunt took the wind out of the would-be runner's sails. He stopped, put his hands in the air, and started walking back. Wow. He said, then I told him to get back to his car, and he did that too. I'm going to holster my finger right now. Jeremy Stockert was arrested. Court records show that Stockert was cited for several ordinance violations, including leaving the scene of an accident, careless, reckless driving. He also was ticketed for driving without a license. You know, they say you never pull out a finger unless you're ready to use it. Insurance and valid license plates. So uh, the injuries to two victims were not as serious as Russo had feared. So he he did it. He Mm. used his finger and got him out. Uh, A Texas groom has been arrested after he robbed a bank just one day before his wedding to pay for the rings and the ceremony venue. Oh, that sounds like a Hallmark movie in the making. Uh, He was busted when his fiancée found his photo circulating on social media for the heist. Uh, Heath Heath Edwards Bumpus uh, (laughs) robbed Citizen State Bank Friday around 11.30 a.m. where he uh, approached a bank teller, threatened them, saying that he had a gun and demanded cash. I'm getting married. He told the bank teller that he was about to get married. Yeah. And uh, needed Somebody the money needed the money for his wedding the following day. But little did he know that his wedding day would be ruined by his own addicts. Sheriff Woody Wallace says Bumpus explained, what are we, on the high plains here? I know. Sheriff Woody Wallace is after Bumpus. Dumb old Bumpus <laughs> getting engaged or he robs a bank. Uh, he explained money was tight to the bank teller as he launched his armed robbery. The bank was located about 30 minutes from where Bumpus lived. 
Police say after the robbery, Bumpus threw his clothes out the window. He wants to marry his sister. Of his car as he was driving away. The sheriff recovered his clothing as well as the gun used in the robbery. And police then launched a hunt for Bumpus. Wow, this sounds very rural. And they shared (laughs) surveillance video stills of the robbery suspect on Facebook where Bumpus's fiance, Dion Trailer. Recognized him. She told him to turn himself into authorities. You idiot. He complied and she, she hits him on the back of the head. Dumb idiot. <laughs> he complied and turned himself in and confessed to the crime. He was booked into the jail on aggravated robbery charge. You get your ass out this trailer right now and turn yourself in. Most of the money stolen in the incident was recovered, and it is not clear when the couple will get married as their wedding plans have been disrupted. Uh, Kent, Ohio police are asking for help in identifying a man who showed up on the front porch of a Kent State University sorority house wearing nothing but a Speedo and words like pervert written on his chest. <laughs> they released new stills from the surveillance video. Police... Sort of nostalgic in a way. It kind of sounds like a prank. Yeah. Well, please, the guy looks like a older than a uh, oh, really? fraternity. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, police said the man trespassed on Alpha Phi sorority, sorority prop, uh, property. They asked, uh, they're asking I'm anybody a pervert. who can identify the man to call them. Police believe the man is responsible for at least three incidents. In late August, a completely nude man showed up on the front porch of the sorority and he was seen dancing around. I would like <laughs> to sniff some panties, <laughs> if that's at all possible. A few days later, he returned wearing a Speedo and may have been looking in windows at the sorority house. He Listen, appeared... uh, a couple of days ago, I was naked. I realized that was improper, so um, I'm wearing a Speedo now. He appeared to be recording the incident on his cell phone. Wow. Investigators believe the same man sent a nude photo and message to some sorority members via social media last week. Uh, they said they can't say if it's a fraternity hazing prank or even if the person is a KSU student or not. So okay. the guy looks much older than a regular student? I thought he did from looking yeah. at the picture, but uh. I, I don't know. I may be off. <laughs> uh, time for one more? Yeah. Or are we done? If you want to do one more, we have time. All right. Uh, I'm going to save that one for tomorrow. i got some good ones here, but not enough time to get through all of them. Uh, faced with an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease that has sickened 124 people and caused one death, North Carolina health officials say they've traced the source of the fair, to a fair that was held last month. In particular, they say people were more likely to have developed the pneumonia-type disease if they walked past a hot tub display at the North Carolina Mountain State Fair. So the hot tub is sort of a festering cauldron of Legionnaire's yeah. disease? Yeah, but because Legionnaire's is not contagious and the disease's incubation period is t- 2 to 10 days... And it has now lapsed since the end of the fair. Officials don't expect the number of cases to grow very much. How many people? 124. And one died. Jeez. Uh, So according to the Department of Health and Human Services, patients in the outbreak had reported going to the fair. Uh, They were much more likely reported to have walked by the hot tub displays compared to people who did not get sick. Are there any benefits to Legionnaire's disease hot tubs? No, but the agency said its early findings have led it to suspect the hot tub display. The evidence collected so far... Suggests that low levels of Legionella present were able to grow in hot tubs or possibly some other source at the event center. The bacteria that causes Legionnaire's disease can't be spread directly from one person to another. Instead, they are commonly spread to the lungs through uh, airborne uh, aerosolized water in the form of a mist or vapor. Oh, my God. And that's so they're another... just walking by this. Yeah, it's another mm. reason why investigators suspect a hot tub display. So. Started right here in Philadelphia. That's right. 
Yeah, Legionnaire's disease was uh, first discovered here, wasn't it? All right. the magical things were associated yes, with it. Yes, the Cradle of Liberty and the yeah, Cradle Le- of Legionnaire's, Legionnaire's disease. disease. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why, son, that's where Legionnaire's disease comes from. <laughs> Gee, Dad, can I get a picture? Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, how about this? We have another stop on the cream at the scream. It's on Thursday. One of the best spots. In fact, the number one haunted hayride in the country. Now, this is Thursday night. Do not call if you cannot go. We'd hate for you to waste some tickets for somebody who can make it. Yeah, I'll come get you if I have to. 6 to 8 p.m. on Thursday, and we will take five callers, 215-263-WMMR, and you'll be good to go. And don't forget, they have uh, the new additions for 2019, including zombie laser tag, yeah. escape rooms, and actually There's so much stuff going on at that event, man. Their hayride is sensational. The Bates Motel itself is always changing, and it's just amazing. Uh, the, 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 the maze, yeah, the maze. They usually have performers, performers out there as well. all sorts so. of stuff in their yep. hot chocolate cakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, we'll take those callers now. We're going to take a quick break. We will be back in a moment. And we'll see you've been paying attention this morning. We have a lesson question and more. Stay put. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That is Shine Down on MMR. The song is Monsters. 12 minutes after 10. Scary. Uh, very scary. Uh, the weather's kind of creepier, not full-on scary. I mean, like, surging storms would be a bit terrifying. But uh, cloudy skies today. High about 67. Definitely full-on fall uh, weather. We do have some showers on their way tomorrow. Next few days, we're not going to see the sun for a little while, from what I understand. Or if we do, it will only be fleeting. Uh, showers tomorrow, high 60, mostly cloudy skies on Thursday, 64, and then some morning rain on Friday, and we'll stay in those low 60s. Heading into the weekend, it's looking cloudy, too, so just giving you the heads up on that. Uh, we do have a lesson question in today's digital download of Disney and Pixar's Toy Story 4 is what we're going to be giving away. It's available on digital and all the other platforms uh, tomorrow. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry, today. Actually, it's, it's available today, but we have a chance for you to win it for free. Lesson question I asked today, uh, I think I have to go with this one. What's the name of the new strip club that's now in the place yeah. that was the lifelong home of Sly and Ethel? <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, Sly and Ethel. Sly and Ethel. I don't remember the Sly and Ethel that this was their home. Oh, yeah, that's actually I do. <laughs> All right, what was the name of the new strip club that's now in the place that was the lifelong home of Sly and Ethel? Two... <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you ought to know the answer, so let's find out if you do. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by Gwinnett Mercy University, where you can make a difference and a living, so check out one of their fall open houses on Saturday, October 19th, or Saturday, November 9th. And to learn more about their excellent academics, generous scholarships, and deep commitment to service, you can sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Jersey Shore star Ronnie Ortiz Magro saying that despite he and his girlfriend Jen Harley having a fiery relationship, he never, absolutely never wielded a knife against her. Magro says that in many ways they are just like any other couple teetering on the edge of a murder-suicide. <laughs> Real Housewives star Teresa Judice 
saying a court ordering her husband Joe deported back to Italy actually strengthened their relationship. Judai says she used to hate him, but now she really hates him. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, now uh, Takashi 69 rumored to be paying for private security in prison after agreeing to testify against the Bloods for a reduced sentence. Takashi says he's confident he'll be protected because the security firm he hired, quote, protected some super rich dude named Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All righty. We'll see if uh, we can indeed find the answer to this question. What is the name of the new strip club that is now in the place that was a lifelong home of Cyan Ethel? 215-263-WMMR, the number. Uh, let's go to Jay and uh, let him take a stab at it. Hi, Jay. Good morning. I have three testicles. Yes. Very well I done. three testicles. Jay, do me a favor and tell me what the name of that strip club is. That is the Fuzzy Hole. The Fuzzy, fuzzy Hole. hole. Which we learned does exist. Hang on, Jay. Yep. Uh, there's actually a strip club in Johnson City, Tennessee called Fuzzy Holes. <laughs> so, Jay, hang on the line. We are going to give you a digital download of Disney and Pixar's Toy Story 4, available on digital in 4K Ultra HD. HD and Movies Anywhere Now and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD available today. Let's do music news. No. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University. Uh, The Pennsylvania Ear Institute offers quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Uh, Their expert audiologists are going to help you hear your best. For more information, visit salusuhealth.com slash PEI. Volbeat has issued a statement explaining why the group abandoned a concert after playing just one song last Thursday at Belfast, Ireland's Ulster Hall. The band launched into set opener Pelvis on Fire, only for frontman Michael Polson to walk off the stage a couple of minutes into the track. Uh, he came back out and told the crowd we're having technical issues with the guitars, and I can't really hear what's going on which means I can't play, but we're going to give it a shot. Okay, so then they launched briefly into the song again. Polson stopped, left the stage a second time, and said, sorry, sorry, it's not going to work. Uh, Volbeat later released a statement which read, uh, we and Volbeat want to extend our most heartfelt apologies for having to cancel tonight's show in Belfast. As many of you know, Michael has been having some throat issues, and we ran into multiple technical issues on stage that prevented the band from being able to hear each other play. The band continued saying it was decided that had he continued to play the show this way, he would have risked blowing out his voice again and having to cancel even more shows. We are gutted that we weren't able to perform for you tonight, but we will be back to reschedule the show as soon as we possibly can. So was there any... So they were having technical difficulties, or difficulties, I should say, or the uh, It doesn't say if it was them or the venue, but uh, you would think that even if they would tell the audience, hey, give us like 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean... You know, it, they might have been able to Would work something. Would it be something. possible to do, you know, like another song? Yeah. Uh, the aborted performance came just days after Volbeat were forced to cancel a show in Bristol due to illness. But the band is maybe three songs with the rest of the European track for now. So yeah, know. that's kind of weird. I, yeah. But uh, so, I, I listen. If you're having horrible technical difficulties, there's yeah. not a lot you can do. Yeah. Uh, disturbed frontman David Draymond has told Loudwire that he would be honored beyond words if he could sing the national anthem at next year's Super Bowl. <clears throat> oh, I don't think that's going to happen, but that is very cool. No. 
I said I've dreamt of doing it my entire life. Been rehearsing it since I was a little boy. David, you're singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I knew this would happen. (laughs) 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 He said, I love my country and I would be honored beyond words to have the opportunity. It was a dream. To try and inspire, strengthen, and give hope at a time when we need those things more than ever. Uh, he said, plus it would be nice to have Rock represented on some level at the Super Bowl. He's right. And approve to everyone that there are rock singers out there who can do the anthem as much justice as any pop artist out there and even possibly take it higher. Well, listen, he did this. And, you know, I was surprised because I... It, <laughs> oh, God. Um, it needs to be more upbeat, dude. Here you go, Steve. <laughs> oh, say, can you? <laughs> can you see? By the way, uh, Gladys Knight saying, is saying these. It's the dawn's early light. Hi, I'm Kathy Romano. I'm here to pet this up someday. I brought a couple of goats and I got a sauce again. All right. By the way, Gladys Knight sang the Star Spangled Banner at this year's Super Bowl. And she sucked. Which, no, she was good. <laughs> which was held in her hometown of Atlanta. A hard rocker metal vocalist has never performed the anthem at the right? annual game. Huh. And uh, once again, a rock act will not appear during the halftime show. It's going to be Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Which is a hardcore <laughs> rock act if yeah. there ever was one. Mm-hmm. No, I, think, I think they'll be good, though. It, I mean, you got to bring that energy, right? Yeah, no. Listen, the... Um, the halftime show just needs to have energy. You know? let, and I don't to let you go to the bathroom. I don't care what type of music it is as long as it's, like, upbeat and stuff. Do you remember but, when it's just a guy with a jetpack? That was it? The, the halftime <laughs> to be show? honest, I can't remember the last time a male uh, sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. It's always they get a, you know, yeah. a, a diva, a songster, sure, somebody yeah. who's got a really big and beautiful mm. voice and begins with, you know, Whitney Houston, who just... Yeah, still and a shot of getting her back. Set the bar. I don't no. think she's available. <laughs> My God, this is very sad. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Negan comes out. How bad that show? That was a hell of an act. <laughs> but I think she's been dead a bit too long. <laughs> I mean, he bashes her brains in with a bat. I need my baseball bat. Oh Lucille. My God. All right. Anyway, uh, Disturbed has encouraged fans to enter Draymond's name in the Billboard poll that is asking who should sing the national anthem before the 2020 game. At the moment, uh, Panic make poopy pants. No, Panic of the Disco's Brennan Yuri is uh, currently in the lead. Marissa said that Luke Bryan did the national anthem not too long ago. Did he? At I the don't Super Bowl. Remember. Did he sing it? Hold on, Marissa. Did he identify as a man? 
Yeah, it seems to be like a 10-year thing. So when Luke Bryan sang in 2017, and then between them was Carrie Underwood, Christina Aguilera, Kelly Clarkson, but in 2007 was Billy Joel. Oh, that's okay. right. I, sorry, I do not remember. I mainly just hear, uh, recall the, the ladies but, that sing. Okay. Yeah, in like 2001, Backstreet Boys. So mm. it's really few okay. and far between. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I'm embarrassed to say that I can't remember who sang the national anthem at the Eagles Super Bowl. Does anybody recall? Uh, that is a very good question. No, I don't. I don't no, nor do I remember. Star Overdrive. The, Marissa uh, knows. <laughs> Did you say Death Star Overdrive? Rockstar Rob's old band. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Death Star Overdrive. Huh? Case. It was a Philly girl. Oh, uh, it was Pink. Okay, yep. they, we have a oh. graphic here in the studio. Okay, got it. And oh. you saw. McCartney at the in 2004. Yeah, he sang, he did the the uh, halftime show. I don't remember who sang the national anthem. I want to point out in the old days, it's Casey Boys from the President Steve show. Yeah, doodly doodly. Yeah, hip doodle doodle. I think. That might actually be the origin of beep beat and toot toot and yeah. Yes. Okay. Because he did uh, that in his montage. Beep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know, uh, I have to just. But if I'm uh, if I'm crazy, a little earlier, I I had a um, near face six level. He did. Yes. yes. Steve came to me and, file, yeah. and told me that it was close. Yes. And my system was got out pants. of whack. And I'm, I'm, I've pulled back from the precipice, but I'm a little delirious. <laughs> and right. the, the bathroom was taken, right? So you had to like, the, run down the hall. Both stalls in our closest bathroom was taken. Yeah, it So I had to, like, Hussein bolt down the hallway to the um, the, the closest, the fanatic. Well, yeah. it was worth it for Whitney Houston alone, Steve, <laughs> yeah. so thank you. I mean, luckily you've seen Kathy run down the hall n- enough times to know that you pinch your butt cheeks together. Right. With your hand. Right. Yeah. What? I have a couple other stories. What? <laughs> Oh, Metallica really? Metallica has launched a uh, mysterious countdown clock at MetallicaXX.com that is scheduled to hit zero on Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Although no official information has been made available, initial speculation suggested the band is preparing to announce some kind of a release related to the 20th anniversary of the original S&M concerts. Hmm. Which saw the band join forces with San Francisco Symphony at the uh, Berkeley Community Theater in 1999. However, fans looking at the code of the countdown site noted that a portion hidden from public view had some sort of connection with festival promoter Danny Wimmer Presents. Now, Wimmer stages some of North America's biggest rock festivals, including Sonic Temple, Louder Than Life, and Aftershock leading some fans to wonder if Metallica has some kind of live event in the works. But they can't do anything until, um, he's, he's, um, James. yeah, out of rehab. Yeah, yeah so he's, he checked into rehab, James I, Hetfield has. Was there any projected length of stay in rehab? It's it's for alcoholism, right? Yeah. So you so. got to assume it's a couple of months at least. Yeah, I don't, I don't know Yeah, what, what uh, the details about his stay in rehab is or, or what this means. It, less than likely it's it's tour related, but we'll okay. wait and see. We'll find out on Thursday. And then uh, I figured I'd throw this one in there. Only a year after former Journey frontman Steve Perry returned with his comeback album, Traces, a new album is already in the works. And uh, Steve Perry took to Twitter and thanked his fans for the reception they gave for his first new music in 22 years. He said, one year since Traces, my first record in 25 years was released. Thank you for receiving it with such kindness. More, More to come, including Christmas music this year. 
Uh, oh, thank, boy. Thank you for your support and acceptance of this new music. That might be all that it is. It might be like a Christmas album or something like so that. So if he, sure. if um, again, as we've said before, if you can have a... Uh, a, a, a Christmas album that sells well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can live off that yeah, forever. Absolutely can. Especially if you write an original song yeah. that takes off. No further details on uh, when fans can Don't stop Christmasing. Well, I was going to say, don't stop believing in Santa Claus. Yeah. That's true, too. I like that case. Uh, no further details on when fans uh, can accept the new uh, Christmas music from Mr. Perry. It'd be not, so. easily adapted, Preston, just a small town elf. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. could easily do that. Living in a lonely, lonely elf. Live... <laughs> no, it doesn't have to rhyme at that. Oh, it doesn't. No, just a small, just a town, small elf. town elf. Living in an Arctic expanse. Yeah, you know. Trying to find my underpants. That, there, that line needed yeah. a rhyme. Yes. <laughs> Took the midnight sleigh. Going, Going anywhere. anywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Not anywhere, but yeah. everywhere. Sound right to Lots of toys to bring. <laughs> well, no, then you have to have the other counterpart. Just a uh, small town boy. That, just a um, mm. a little reindeer or something like no, that. No, it's got to be about a kid who's oh, not believing in Santa Annabelle. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Annabelle. Some people call her Annabelle. Annabelle. <laughs> I just call her my, my old lady. Bitch, I call her the bitch in the kitchen. <laughs> Who naps until I want to kill her. <laughs> oh Santa's got to go. Uh, it's only on the right channel. Yeah, it's panned for some reason. Bitch. Anyway, that's uh, music news for you. Oh. So I'm done with that. What? The uh, Do you guys want to actually hear the uh, beep beep and tutu origin? Yeah, please. By any chance? Sure, why not? Okay, it's only All 30 right. seconds. Sure. How do I? This doesn't okay. sound anything like the beat. That sounded like um, <laughs> that's voice better than I voice thought. Men. Yeah. Hang on a second. How do- okay, so <laughs> that's hard to say goodbye, and then you go up to Casey Beep Beep Origin. How do <laughs> I? <laughs> it sounds vastly different. You are I a good think- singer. That's thank you very much. <laughs> you sound exactly uh, like him. I think he might have accidentally written over it. Case. Mm. Oh man, <laughs> that would suck. It's gone forever. Can you undo? I. I. I- don't, there's I, no, there's there's no, no words, words on it. <laughs> I can't read it. No, uh, right, that looks different. Yeah, no, nah, it's there's the there's same no thing. I can't <laughs> read it. There's no, there's no words uh, on Marissa, it. Marissa, I'm going to delete this file. Well, don't lie. Go. F- it. <laughs> All right, something's going on here. <laughs> All right. She All resent right. it. <laughs> it's it's going to be the same thing. Why do we? Uh, oh, here, do right. yeah, okay. I, hope, I hope it is. There you go. Please. No, something's stuck. It's, here you go. So that's the origins of uh, Beep Beep and Toot Toot. Yeah, that makes sense now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to figure us out. Voice to men. I don't want to spend any more time on that. I need to stay on air all the way through Jackson Show. I want to take a break. All right. That's music news, and that's this segment. We're going to take a break. We'll we'll come back in a moment. And uh, letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. It's a trip this week to L.A., another premiere. Pretty sweet deal. So stay close. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is 10.40 a.m. It is a Tuesday, and uh, we are slowly inching our way towards a weekend and a uh, chance for you to win a very cool trip. I'm going to get the letter of the day in a moment uh, for our Word of the Week prize. Another trip to Los Angeles, another premiere, and uh, you'll be happy if you win that. I guarantee you. 
I would like to thank our guests on the program today. Thank you to the gang from Rosebridge Farm Sanctuary. That was a lot of fun. Yep, we did goat yoga today. How'd you like it? It was fun. Yeah. Um, you can see yourself doing it again? Trust me, I was way skeptical of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd do that again. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how going through an entire hour of doing that would be. Uh, and all the positions that you don't want goats on you during when you're trying to do yoga. They were pretty aggressive in getting up there. They jumped up immediately. Yeah. I mean, immediately. <laughs> and jumping from me to you. Yeah. From my back over to your back. Uh-huh. I didn't know they did that. No. And they were they're really tiny, so it. I was so cute. You would think that it would hurt, but do you, do you not, think not to have sex with them? But if you were to have sex with them on your back, would that add an element to it? Well, how could it not add an element? Yeah, right. To it? Yeah, I don't know if it add a good element or not to it. That's but, the question, you know, I guess. But, um, Quality, yeah, yeah. You know, it takes some practice. It, it but, would it uh, might. maybe. Uh, but maybe they, they, maybe they allow that. Thank you to Sarah and Brittany and Carlin and Kristen and shout out to Joy who couldn't make it here today. Right. <laughs> she really doesn't deserve it for uh, coming. But those guys are great, and they're in uh, Dresher, PA, is where you'll find uh, the Rosebridge Farm and Sanctuary. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, how great is Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, he's great. Spent a good half hour talking to uh, Dr. Tyson and uh, his book. It's his sixteenth, by the way. Is called Letters from an Astrophysicist, and is available now everywhere. It's a really good read, what I've gone through so far. And apparently, it's like, I can even read it, right? You could even read it. It's, okay. it's, and the it's fact really that easy. he categorically said yeah. that everything that he is, is as a direct result of our show, was really <laughs> magnanimous. Mm-hmm. And thanks again to Linden Italian Market. Yeah. Yeah. Hoagies today for everybody, goats and all. Visit them on <laughs> Linden Avenue in the Northeast or at Dietz and Watson's Real Philly Deli Guide, uh, highlighting the best hoagies in our region. So thank you, guys. And shout out to the owner of Linden because her name is Linda. She is a at least a two-time champion, crowd surfing champion at Keenan. She's amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I didn't even realize at that least, was you. Yes. At least oh. twice, right? Yeah. At least twice. She's uh, yes. We need we we need small people uh-huh. to to do that, and she's always right up front. So. We should just what, next year just put her in a paper airplane and throw her across the room. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Uh, so anyhow, it's been a lot of fun. Pierre Robert is in the studio. Hey man, why hi? How are you? Excellent, wonderful. You missed the goat yoga. I did. They were adorable, Pierre. Um, I'm sorry that I missed the goat yoga. Yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, they were real goats. They were real goats, and a cow was in our studio too. That's excellent. Yeah. I think we should have more animals. Have you ever considered like bringing like a pony for Kathy? <laughs> yeah, we uh, we've considered uh, on that. Thought about it. Uh, it'd be nice because yeah. you always wanted to have a pony. <laughs> Do you remember in the early days of broadcasting, like the original Today Show had a monkey? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That actually, that's actually true. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually true. Here, yeah, I, I fed the calf um, with this giant bottle, and when she was finished, she they said that like she kind of treats you as if you were the mother. So you take the bottle uh, away, and she still wants more. So she came over and like latched onto my oh. the side of my hand and was with like, her mouth with, her with mouth. his mouth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was, it was pretty, cute. It was really cute. Yeah. Now you don't want to eat her, do you? No, no, no. not really. She ate the goats, but then, well, <clears throat> right. the goats were no problem. <laughs> uh, so it was fun, and those guys were great to bring him by here. All right, uh, let's do our letter. You ready? That's me. Yep. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... R is in Reno. All right, and we have a trip for two to Los Angeles uh, from for the premiere screening of Terminator Dark Fate. 
October 28th, including two nights lodging in Hollywood, a Paramount Picture Studio Tour, 500 bucks in spending money while you're there, and wow. more. Terminator Dark Fate hits theaters on November 1st. What's coming up on today's radio program? Well, first of all, uh, it was uh, you guys got to uh, witness his, uh, his being here, but it was lovely to have Ray Koob. Yeah, uh, back on the air, um, yep. doing some work for us, and uh, he did the overnight last night, filling in for Brent, who was filling in for Jackson. He was in a good mood too, man. Was he? Yeah, he was just happy to be here. That's it was really cool. cool to see him this morning. Uh, one of the great, great uh, guys, one of the great, great humans, first of all, and an incredible uh, radio announcer and knowledgeable music person, and <laughs> a longtime veteran of MMR uh, before he did other work in uh, other stations in this town. But it's great to have him back yeah. here, great. where he belongs. Um, and uh, we also will have another uh, few days of the Money Shark. Um, and swimming your way, hopefully, will be a 1000 bucks at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. this afternoon. I've got more Black Keys tickets coming in less than a week now to the big joint. I've got workforce blocks of Bon Jovi and Ramones and much more. And it's Double Shot Tuesday. So double shots throughout the day and some of them you call it. Love it. There's yeah. an extra, I don't know what it is, but I, I love the sunny days. But when there's an overcast sort of day, uh, I find it extra wonderful to listen to you. There's just a, uh, there's some sort of contemplative vibe going on. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, Steve. Yeah. And thank you. An uh, FM vibe. For that uh, willingness to <laughs> follow my train of thought and musical compositions wherever <laughs> they may take us. And no. that's Riders on the Storm. Yeah, yeah. totally. Doom, doom, doom. That's how it used to be in the early days of yeah. rock. What? <laughs> what? Uh, hey, everybody, I'm the tuba, tuba, ba-da-bop. Tuba, <laughs> gotcha, gop-a-bop. I am really stoned. <laughs> and they were, and you were, and everyone was. Mm, yeah. No, actually, I never was. I can, I could, I can barely do this job. <laughs> oh it my is. God! Yeah. Join the club. High yeah, on the radio. Yeah. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Of, uh-uh. of in uh, doing that. Mm-hmm. We always wait so. for the, uh, the, the the people to come in, and we, you've been discovered. You're frauds. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there All it right. is. All right, I need to. Today's Tuesday, so it's Tattoo Tuesday, oh! and we got a winner. So I need to announce this. Stephen Hample. Glenn Olden, PA, has got himself a fresh Preston and Steve tattoo. That is a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Day's tattoo. And they're at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. You can get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like Dom Juan. See his work on Instagram at Dom Juan Tattoos or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. Would like to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking. Fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also by Armor Metals and Recycling for all your metal and computer recycling needs. Wilmington University as well. Experience the WilmU difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Tomorrow, Fox Good Day going on there. Uh, Mark Maron, going to talk to him. M. Night Shyamalan in our studio. Wow. So it's going to be a busy day. What? Yeah, and then we're going to have people out and about and your opportunity to win tickets to the Flyers official home yes. open. That's correct. Connor will be on location tomorrow at the SEPTA location right by the uh, the uh, sports Fargo complex. Center, yes. Well, the, okay. NRG station there on the Broad Street line after the Flyers home opener, by the way, will be free on your way home. So we're going to have him there tomorrow morning. 
and a chance for you to win some tickets. So that'll be between uh, 7 and 9 a.m. We'll tell you what you need to do to win tomorrow. That's it. We're done, Ray John. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Music is over. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. When I go on a dating website, you know, I know right away that a woman's a liar when she says she enjoys working out. Nobody enjoys working out unless you're some sort of status. So stop lying on your dating profiles. Next message. Hey, President Steve, I have to let you know that my husband and I are in the hot tub and he's using the jet to clean. Next message. Well, you know what you have to do during the week where you just don't want to go. Just rip the band-aid off. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.